Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, Express fans, and welcome back into Bismarck, North Dakota, live from the Foxborough Properties Radio booth as we get you set for game four of this four game series between the Eau Claire Express at 0-3 so far on the season and the Bismarck Larks who've won the first three games of this four-game set. Hello, everybody. I'm Pete Knudsen. Thank you again for tuning in on Classic Rock 92.1, rock921.com, and iHeartRadio. Again, this is the Foxborough Properties radio booth. Again, we encourage you to go check them out at foxboroughproperties.com or call their office at 715-835-6001. Well, the Express have set some records in these first three games and not the kind of records that you're looking to set as they have given up 45 runs in three games of the Bismarck Larks. That is a Northwoods League record for the first three games of a season. And so the Express pitching certainly has hurt this uh, first three games of the series and they're looking for a bounce back tonight with Nate Davis on the mound out of Triton College, a D1 Juco school. He'll be opposing Gavin Rogers for the Bismarck Larks. The Express got the bats going last night and, again, got down early in the game 7 to nothing. but they got to within one at one point in the game, 8-7. to seven. A good comeback from them. In fact, they were just one base hit away, as we'll hear from A.J. Robinson, the assistant coach for the Express, talk about in just a minute. But they were just one hit away from tying and maybe even taking the lead in that game in the inning that they were making the comeback in. So they were right there gave up a lot of runs late in the game as they did on opening night as well and I think you could argue for those who were been at all three of these games that two of the three games were pretty competitive up until the last inning so the Express have been in the games they just again scoreline wise doesn't look that way and there are no moral victories so we'll see if the Express are able to get an actual victory heading in to their first home game of the season coming up tomorrow night against the Duluth Huskies at Carson Park. The Express giving up these 45 runs, it didn't happen until their 14th game of the season last year until they gave up 45 runs. If you remember right, the Express pitching staff had a great start to the season. It was the Express bats that just couldn't get things going early on in the season last year. This time it's reversed, and the Express pitchers have struggled. But let's see if Nate Davis can have himself a good, solid start, limit the Bismarck bats on a cold, windy night here in Bismarck, and the Express bats can get some runs in early and take an early lead. That'll be all coming up here on the broadcast. Again, we thank you for tuning in. We'll have the Express Employment starting lineups coming up shortly as well. But first, I had a chance to talk with A.J. Robinson, the assistant coach for the Express, about last night's game and what he hopes for for tonight. And A.J. Robinson now joins us. Pre-game coverage, Eau Claire versus Bismarck. Final game of the four-game set. A.J., appreciate you taking some time with us here. And we talked to your comrade, Billy, a couple days ago. Uh, again, after a tough loss on opening night. It's been a couple tough losses since then. But uh, I talked with him and I've talked with everybody, really. I mean, this team still seems pretty, you know, up. They seem like they're enjoying each other's company, and uh, you wouldn't know that they lost three games because they still seem pretty positive. Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better group of kids, especially in summer ball. It's all about getting better, and at the end of the day, I know it's hard not to look at the final score, but if they're in good spirits and there's good at-bats and good innings being thrown, that's really all you can ask for, and hopefully all that good energy kind of accumulates today and we get a W. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about that game yesterday because it seemed like there was a lot more of all those things. You got Colt Mink, who had some really good innings that he threw for you. And overall, the bats were better. I mean, they score eight runs. That's always a good thing. Right. So it seemed like things were things were certainly on the upswing. Yeah, I mean, at one point, we were within one run. And even with that being said, we were a hit away from taking the lead. So the more you do positive stuff like that, like taking walks, being in good hitters counts, the more you put pressure on them, you see what happens. They kick the ball around a little bit. We get a few Texas leaguers to fly in, score some runs, and good things happen. Seems like that's been kind of Bismarck's MO, too. They've gotten some Texas leaguers now. They've hit the ball well and whatnot, but still, it seems like they've gotten a lot of those kind of bounces. And, you know, we know how baseball works. Those things even out, and feels like you guys are kind of due for some of those tonight, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It's, the, it's a matter of some of those dropping and us scoring 14 runs. And, unfortunately, the last couple of games, it's been kind of going their way a little bit, and... Like you just said, hopefully we're due for some today and we score 10 or more runs. You guys uh, are hoping for a big starting pitching performance that's been kind of missing these first three games. Nate Davis on the mound from Triton. A lefty, and, and I'm sure the message to him will be, hey, put throw strikes, be consistent, uh, and, and try to get out of innings quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're always going to preach to these guys, let your defense work for you. Um, we can handle the ball being hit around a little bit because it means they're throwing strikes usually. The stuff that's unacceptable really at any level of baseball is non-competitive pitches and walks. And if you kind of take that out of the equation, keep it in the strike zone, let them let the eight guys behind you play a little bit, then good things usually happen. Hopefully that leads to some zeros on the scoreboard today. Got an eight-hour bus ride ahead of us, so uh, when when would be a nice way to uh, have a good, happy bus on the way home, wouldn't it? Oh man, I think as as far as our energy, it'll be even louder. So I hope so. Looking forward to it. appreciate you taking the time, AJ. Again, that's AJ Robinson, our assistant coach for the Express. We'll have more pregame show when we come back. Oh, welcome back in here to Bismarck. The pregame festivities out of the way, and we are ready for baseball. <coughs> Excuse me, here in Bismarck as we get ready. The, believe it, I've been talking about this the last couple of days. Kind of a hazy evening once again. The air quality not terribly good. There are some wildfires, of course, in Canada. And uh, as you might imagine, with the wind blowing out of the north, that uh, smoke and that haze is kind of set in here over Bismarck. And it has been, uh, again, not uh, very pretty skies, if you will. And uh, we have some pictures up on our uh, Twitter account, at EC Express. You can go check them out. You can kind of see uh, that haze as well. So, again, uh, the hair quality not terribly good. So we'll I'll cough through it here nonetheless. It is the Express Employment starting lineups. Again, brought to you by Express Employment. Let them help you make a home run with your next career. You can find them at Express pros.com slash Eau Claire. And the starting lineups tonight look like this. Sam Stotskis leads it off for the Express. Shortstop out of Blackhawk Community College. Batting second is the left fielder from Evansville, Troy Bilesmith. Batting third, the third baseman from the University of Illinois, Chicago, Nick Lopez. Batting fourth, the right fielder from Pima Community College, Garrett Lake. Batting fifth, the designated hitter out of Cumberland University, Reed Bass. Batting sixth, the first baseman from Winona State, Sam Conley. Batting seventh, the catcher from St. Thomas, Adam Krajewski. Batting eighth, the center fielder from St. Thomas, Avery Lehman. And batting ninth, the second baseman from Lewis University, Matt Verdon. Again, that's Stanskis, Bilesmith, Lopez, Lake, Bass, Conley, Krajewski, Lehman, and Burden, the starting lineup for the Express this evening. Nate Davis on the mound for the Express, as we mentioned before, from Triton College. We'll talk more about him when he takes the bump in the bottom of the first. Let's take you through the Bismarck lineup. It looks like this. Zach Gregory will lead things off. 
shortstop out of Arkansas. Batting second is the center fielder from St. John's in Minnesota, Wyatt Ulrich. He had his 100th hit in a Lark uniform last night as this is his third season with Bismarck. Batting third is the right fielder out of LSU Alexandria, Ronnie McBride. Batting fourth, the first baseman from BYU, Jacob Rogers. Batting fifth, the designated hitter from Texas A&M, Cole Taylor. Batting sixth, the left fielder from Columbia, A.J. DiFilippo. Batting seventh, the third baseman from Purdue University, Connor Tomasic. Batting eighth, the second baseman from IU Southeast, Clay Wiesty. And batting ninth, the catcher making his 2019 debut for the Larks out of Chicago State, Patrick Arndt. Again, that starting lineup, Gregory Ulrich McBride, Rogers, Taylor DiFilippo, Tomasic, Wet Wiesty and Arndt, the starting lineup for the Bismarck Larks. Gavin Rogers, who has been playing in the field and DHing the last three days, will get a chance to pitch tonight. He is out of West Alabama for the Bismarck Larks. Again, those are your express employment starting lineups. Let's take a look at the Cohen Law Office's umpire lineup for the evening. You can play by the rules on and off the field. Don't drink and drive. But if you end up needing help, call OWI and Criminal Defense Lawyers, Cohen Law Offices at 715-514-5051 or go to EauClaireCriminalDefense.com. Again, that's Cohen Law Offices when results matter. Calling the balls and strikes tonight, Max Steiner. He called the balls and strikes in game one of the series. At first base, Pearson White, Clo White Cloud to Huka Nunez. And Mason Labuda is at third base. And yes, he is a relation, uh, I believe a second cousin, of Joe Labuda, the head coach of the Menominee Mustangs as well. The teams have taken the lines. We're about ready for baseball between these two teams. I mentioned the uh, weather here today, and it has, it has cooled off quite a bit. And it will be 63 degrees at game time and wind out of the north-northeast at 14 miles an hour. And what that means is that there's no one hitting home runs out to left field tonight. If you had a home run to left, you uh, uh, have definitely earned it. And I did, uh, I may or may not have uh, bet a coach that uh, no one would be hitting out a home run to left field tonight. But nonetheless, it is going to be a difficult task to hit it out that way. So left-handed bats certainly are going to be at a premium tonight. And we'll see how that all works out this evening as well. We'll turn over the PA for tonight's national anthem here from Bismarck. Thank you. And now, fans, please remain standing and welcome Matthew Poppy as he sings our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. At Star Spangled Banner yet wave the National anthem from Bismarck. When we come back, it's first pitch between the Express and the Larks right after this on your home for Express Baseball. And we welcome you back in here to Bismarck. We're ready for baseball. We're happy you're along with us here tonight on Classic Rock 92.1, rock921.com, and iHeartRadio. Let's see if the Express get off to the right start tonight as we are ready for baseball. Gavin Rogers is on the mound again out of West Alabama this past season. 22 and two-thirds innings and a 4.37 ERA for the Tigers there. And 19 strikeouts. Again, a good offensive player as well to deliver a fastball on the inside corner for a strike. And despite Backstreet Boys, we are underway right on time at 7.35 here this evening in Bismarck. And we are underway again as Stanskis digs in. He'll take a fastball, hit this one pretty hard into left center field, but right into the teeth of the wind. And Wyatt Ulrich in center will come over and make the catch and quickly one down here for the Express in the top of the first. The first strike of the ball game is always brought to you by First Strike Paintball in Eau Claire, open for recreation and competitive play. Perfect for all ages and all events, including birthdays, company outings, and more. You can check them out at First Strike Paintball on Facebook. Again, special thanks to them. Again, we join you live from the Foxborough Properties radio booth this evening. With one out, there's a foul ball off the bat of Troy Bilesmith. 87 miles an hour, the fast ball from Rogers. I was chatting with the coaches after yesterday's game. Now, the Express started, of course, hitting the ball much better yesterday. As there's a roller down the third base side. Charging from third is Tomasic. He will throw on to first base to get the out on Bilesmith and quickly two down. And I said... You know, we haven't really seen, I think the highest pitch I've seen, fastest pitch I've seen from a Bismarck player this weekend has been 88 miles an hour, or this week rather. And he said, yeah, they've been mainly mid-80s. It's not like it's unhittable stuff. So I think they're, you know, of course, hoping for more competitive at-bats, which they got yesterday, but they need more of those today. As looks like Rogers is content to throw strikes. He's thrown a lot of them so far as he whips an 87-mile-an-hour fastball right down the heart to Nick Lopez with two out and nobody on. He'll take on the outside corner this time, a little off-speed pitch at 82. And the count now 0-2. Lopez had himself a good BP, I thought. He did a nice job from that left side, hitting hard. And again, 
crushing some balls to right. And if there's anybody who, or any balls that are going to get out of here tonight, they're likely going to have to be hit to right field because left field is dead in that win this evening. As this one is fouled back, the 88 mile an hour fastball that time from Lope, or pardon me, from uh, Rogers. Lopez four for 15 so far on the season. A couple of runs, two RBI, a 5.33 OPS. And he'll take a breaking pitch in the dirt, two and two. And a much better at bat here from Lopez than we saw from Stotskis and Bilesmith at the top. Working a little bit deeper in the count. See, Rogers likes to be ready to go even before Lopez is set and ready. He takes a sign, a 2-2 is a breaking pitch in the dirt. A count now three balls and two strikes. So Lopez asking for time often here as he stepped into the, into the box. Now the count full. Rodgers comes home with the payoff. Here it is, swing and a miss. Oh, something off that one, the bottom kind of dropping out and down on strikes and a quick one, two, three inning as the Express go quietly in the top half of one. To the bottom half when we come back on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back in here to Bismarck. No score after the top half of one. It'll be Nate Davis on the mound for the Express. The lefty out of Triton College, D1 Juco, and he is hoping to have a good, solid start. The Express have lacked that in this series as their starters have gone one inning, two innings, and then two innings. It's been, again, pretty uh, rough for those starters out so far in this uh, first three games. And so Nate Davis will now step up to the mound, face Zach Gregory, Wyatt Ulrich, and Ronnie McBride, and a lot of left-handed bats to start things out against the lefty in Davis. Needs to throw strikes and needs to pitch up there too. You know, we've talked about the walks certainly being an issue, but expressive also expects express pitcher, pitchers, I would say, over the course of these three games have also given up some big hits on counts that they were ahead in. There's a couple of 0-2 counts where they've kind of laid some fastballs right over the meat of the plate that have been rocketed. In fact, a, a couple of the home runs that the Larks have in this series, two of the three, came on 0-2 counts. So the Express certainly need a good pitching performance, and they need to pitch, not just about throwing strikes. It's about pitching as well, as the first pitch is in from a strike from Nate Davis. By that, of course, you just mean being able to know what pitch to throw and what count is a fastball missing high at 87. And the count now one and one. Nate Davis, originally from Manhattan, Illinois, a freshman at Triton, 5'10", 185 lefty. Davis on a temp contract with the Express, and the 1-1. A little high into Gregory, and the count now 2-1. And, and this night where, again, the wind blowing in from left, this will be a night where walks and I'm sure some infield play and that kind of thing could end up being the difference in this game. So. Strikes are going to be at a premium for sure as there's a fastball in for a strike, says Max Steiner, the home plate umpire tonight. 2-2 count here from Davis. Take you around the defense for the Express after this at bat. Davis with the belt tie set. He comes home, check swing, might have gone around. They're going to appeal this. No, he didn't, says Mason Labuda. It was close. Ball was just a touch on the high side. 88 that time from Davis. And the count is now full. I tell Davis, a little upset that he didn't get that check swing call. Count full. Express lined up pretty much normal alignment here as the 3 2 from Davis is fouled away left side and out of play. Black uniforms once again on the road here for the Express with white Eau Claire across the chest. If you've seen the Arizona Diamondbacks uniforms, they kind of mirror that style and font. Burn orange 
paneling kind of uh, on the shoulder that fades into the black sleeve as it comes down. 3-2 from Davis is ball four. Wow. Zach Gregory took three steps to the dugout because he thought it was strike three. Berjewski almost threw it around the horn, and Max Steiner didn't ring him up. It's not often that a guy who walks shows up an umpire, but that's exactly what just happened. <laughs> Everybody in the park couldn't believe that that wasn't strike three, but nonetheless, it's a walk. And Well, runner on at first to start things off here for the Larks in the bottom half of one. Wyatt Ulrich at the plate again. He got his 100th hit in a Larks uniform last night, as this is his third season. And that one's in for a strike. Ulrich, seven for 14 to start the season. Great mark for him. Seven runs, eight RBI. He's been the offensive spark plug for this team so far. As see a check over from Davis over toward first base where Sam Conley is playing tonight. Troy Bilesmith in left, Avery Lehman in center. Garrett Lake in right, Nick Lopez at third, Sam Stotskis at short, Verdon is at second base. Sam Conley again at first and Krajewski behind the plate. Swing and a miss by Ulrich. And Ulrich has that kind of swing. I talked about it. Oftentimes, again, I guess maybe the most comparable is sort of the Ichiro type of falling away from the plate from the left side, trying to kind of slap at the ball almost sometimes. That's what he did on that swing to miss. 0-2 is just going to miss low. Not a bad idea there from Davis. Count one and two. Gregory at first has stolen two bases so far in the series. He's been caught once. He has a relatively healthy lead over there as Ulrich fouls away the one-two. So here's what I can't understand, seeing the umpires come out today. Max Steiner on opening night, it was 71 degrees, and he wore the suit coat, which you usually wear when it's a little colder out. Tonight it's 64, it's seven degrees cooler, and he's just wearing the short sleeve shirt. They check over to first base. So unless he couldn't get the suit coat to the dry cleaner in time, that's the only thing I can think of. It's uh, short sleeves for him this evening. Here's the kick, the one-two runner goes, breaking pitch, checked his swing, but he went around. It'll be a stolen base for Gregory on the play, but Ulrich is down on strike swinging, and there's one away. So a stolen base, that is now the 10th stolen base of the series against the Express. However, for Eau Claire, that is their 26th strikeout of the season and another Charter Bank strikeout. And again, this season, Charter Bank is donating $10 for each strikeout by an Express pitcher. So $260 now raised so far for the Chippewa Valley Free Clinic. Again, Charter Bank dedicated to providing resources and volunteering time and talent to the Chippewa Valley. Thank Charter Bank for their strikeout sponsorship this season as Davis delivers high and away. To the right hand of batting, Ronnie McBride with Zach Gregory dancing around at second base. We see Matt Burden kind of coming over toward second to hold him on. And the 1-0 from Davis, here it is, a swing and a miss. We got a late checkout from the hotel today, but we had to kind of condense rooms. So Matt Verdon was holding them on at second base, was uh, in the room I was in, and he was uh, locked into the first round, the opening round of the NCAA tournament. And again, a special good luck to all those Express players who have played and will be playing for the Express this season who are participating tonight. And 
throughout the next couple of days. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. He's in the opening round. My alma mater, Central Michigan, is playing this evening. Zach Gillis out of Chippewa Falls playing in that game as a fastball from Davis is on the inside corner. And, boy, I tell you what, Zach Gregory had third base, I think, stolen if he wanted to go. He had a big jump and then stopped about halfway down the line. See if he tries to take off again. I assume Matt Verdon is going to try to come over towards second a little bit closer now on a one-two count. Yeah, Davis, I think, saw that, and he wanted to step off and cycle through the signs, make sure that that lead didn't get too big. He is adding the count, though, one and two, with one down and man on at second. No score, bottom of the first. Davis sets, comes home, breaking pitch. Nice stop back there as that pops in the dirt. Adam Krajewski. Adam Krajewski, you can tell a little bit, uh, I don't know if he was rusty or what the first night or two, but last night I thought he really stepped up his game mechanically behind the plate, and that's another good stop for him there. Only catcher who uh, made the trip to Bismarck, so he's had all four games behind the plate. So, again, he's had to work back there, and he's done a nice job. 2-2 is a fastball right on the inside corner. That's a beautiful pitch from Davis. Looked like Ronnie McBride knew it. Down on strikes he goes. Two strikeouts now for Davis in the inning, and here comes Jacob Rogers. So Rogers, two for ten so far in the series. He had the night off yesterday out of BYU. He's got three runs, couple of RBI. 738 OPS. I talked about OPS last night. For those who uh, maybe aren't as familiar with that stat, that's, again, on base plus slugging. And a stat that a lot of uh, kind of the new school of statisticians look at. It uh, factors into a lot of those kind of new sabermetric type of stats. And there goes the runner, and he's going to take third easily. Krajewski's throw is off the mark. I saw Nick Lopez try to fake like it went into left field. But, again, I think Gregory could have had that stolen base a few pitches ago if he wanted it. Now he finally takes it. And 0-1, I do believe, is the count here at the plate to Rogers. This is Jacob Rogers. Again, no relation to the starting pitcher tonight in Gavin Rogers. Jacob Rogers, as we mentioned, for BYU. 0-1 count. Kicking the delivery home, breaking ball, that's in for a strike. Davis throwing strikes, this is nice to see as the expressive struggled to have a pitcher who's thrown strikes consistently. The first time we really saw it for the express in this series was last night when Colt Mink, he came in in relief of Andrew Try, who started the game, and he pitched very, very well. The 0-2 is just on the high side, and again, that's about where that pitch that ended up walking Gregory to get him on base missed. Maybe a little bit higher. And not a bad pitch to throw on 0-2. Just a little out of the zone, trying to climb the ladder, as they say. And 
couldn't get Rogers to bite. One two on the way from Davis is just off the end of the bat. Trying to paint the outside corner that time and he was able to just get a sliver of the bat on that ball. Count remains there at one and two. 11 pitches in that first inning for Gavin Rogers. Davis now up to 21 pitches in the inning. Davis sets in the one two is just off the inside corner. He's got some good, as they call it, arm side movement. And from a lefty, that means that it's kind of tails away from righties, it tails in toward lefties. And you get that from spin rate, which is another number that a lot of coaches and scouts look at as well. As a 2-2 is a breaking ball that misses the outside corner. Wow, Davis took a couple steps. In fact, everybody took a couple steps toward the dugout. Max Steiner had the dish opening night. And that was the most walks the Expressive had in the first three games. We're just going to leave that one right there. 3-2 count with two down. Davis comes home. The chopper foul off the body of Jacob Rogers. That's what I, when I talk to my uh, English students, that's what we call an entheme. And, and you're more than welcome to look that up on Google if you like. 3-2 count here to Jacob Rogers. Zach Gregory at third, two down. A full count pitch, Davis missed it outside. You know, it's, it's unfortunate because Davis has had a really good inning and he can't really believe it right now. He took his hat off, he's gonna take a little walk behind the mound. And I say it's unfortunate because he's 10 pitches away from not being able to come out in the second inning. So he's gotta throw some strikes here and get it out. The, the unfortunate part is it's a relatively small zone to hit at the moment. So. Might need a little help from Cole Taylor, who's at the plate out of Texas A&M, who's hit one home run in this series. Two for six so far. Davis brings it home, breaking ball. That one's going to get called a strike. That one similar to the pitch that he thought had rung up Jacob Rogers, but set letter high, the 0-1. Fastball high, I checked his swing. I thought he went. Are they going to appeal this one? Nope. That bat had got a little ways out there, I think further away from Taylor than he wanted, but no appeal from Krajewski. Even though Mason Labuda, the third base umpire, is in the middle of the field, the mechanic there, still would have been able to appeal if he wanted to. The 1-1 backs up and misses Lowen in on a breaking ball. Now 2-1 here to the DH for the Larks. And now 28 pitches. So again, you're, you, know, you're, you don't get it out on this at bat, then you start to get into some dangerous territory. And you wouldn't be surprised if Dale Varsha were to go out if he doesn't get an out here. Is this a fastball right down the middle? Has to be a strike, and it is. Two and two. If he doesn't get an out here to go out there and say, you got to throw these ones right down the middle and let them hit it because you need to get out of this one because you're pitching well, you're throwing well. Two, two with two down. Runners at the corners. Here it comes. It's up high. And that is now pitch number 30 of the inning for Davis. And again, I don't think he's pitched that poorly in this inning. That's kind of the, at least the feeling you have. 
Davis sets the 3-2 on the way home. It's a fastball grounded right side. Conley's able to cut it off. He'll flip it over to Davis covering. Beautiful play there to rob the Larks of a run and a hit and keep Davis in the ball game. Two runs stranded, no hits, no errors, no runs scored. We're no, no score after one. Back with the second after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, no score after one. And good inning from Nate Davis, even though he had 31 pitches in the inning. He was able to control his fastball pretty well and in the end get the outs that he needed to get out of the inning. And now Gavin Rogers comes back after a very efficient first inning. 11 pitch inning, one, two, three, went the express in that one. And we'll deal to Garrett Lake, Reed Bass, and Sam Conley, four, five, and six, two up for the express. Well, I chatted with Dale Varsho today and we're talking about Again, the team that's here in Bismarck, and again, really hard to get reinforcements here to Bismarck, and there's a number of reasons for that. But of course, with the home opener tomorrow, the reinforcements are ready and, and uh, coming to and uh, just gotten into Eau Claire as that fastball misses low and away. Here to Garrett Lake, who said something to Max Steiner, and I wonder if he wanted to have time because you see Davis working very quickly as Lake will roll this one foul, right side out of play, chop it. Just off the fencing, I should say. And he, I said, how many guys do you have coming? And he said, I, well, let me tell you. And it wasn't a number of how many. It was just the number of names he was reading off. And a lot of those guys on full contracts as well. So there would be a lot of new faces tomorrow night. And likely a very different lineup as well. As I'm sure he'll try to give some of these guys some rest for playing as uh, much and as often as they did. A ball into foul territory here is going to be caught two-handed by Patrick Arndt, the new catcher for the Larks. Into foul territory from Lake, and there's one gone. Reed Bass is two for 12 in the series out of Cumberland University. I mistakenly said opening night the University of the Cumberlands, and I was asking him about it and he goes we're Cumberland University they are the University of the Cumberlands I said oh there's it's two different things he said oh yes and we're in the same conference too of course and I said well thank you so much for confusing us broadcasters but yes nonetheless Cumberland University for Reed Bass Bass also on a temp contract out of Vero Beach Florida originally 0-1 fastball will be Grounded to the right side. Scooping it up is Clay Wiesty there, and he throws on the first, and there's two down. We had a quick inning in the top of the first. We weren't able to mention A.J. Filippo in left, Wyatt Ulrich in center, Ronnie McBride in right. Connor Tomasic is at third. Zach Gregory at short, Clay Wiesty at second, Jacob Rogers playing first, and again, the newcomer Patrick Arndt catching tonight for the Larks. So two down, nobody on. Sam Conley now steps in and he takes a fastball at the knees. I talked with A.J. Robinson, who was hitting fungos to Sam Conley before the game. Oh one, that one lined down the line, but the wind will push that one foul. And it's 0-2 down the right side. And he's hitting ground balls to Sam Conley. Now, Sam Conley was in the second round of batting practice, so he took ground balls in the first round. Went and hit in the second round, and then in the third round, he ran right back out there to take more ground balls. And he wanted all liners, everything, as he's going to two-hop this one over to the left side. Tomasik on at third. He'll make the throw to first, and that is the end of the inning. But he works hard over there, and I'd like to see that hard work pay off. But unfortunately for the Express, it's too quick. One, two, three innings, and no score as we head to the bottom of the second after this on your home for Express Baseball.
And welcome back in here to Bismarck Municipal Ballpark. No score after one and a half. Back out to pitch Nate Davis. 31 pitches in the first inning, but again, a, a relatively good inning, I thought. A couple of strikeouts. He had some walks, just some, some long and deep at bats, and that's what ran his pitch count up as much as it did. And so A.J. Filippo, Connor Tomasek, and Clay Wiesty will be the do-up batters, 6, 7, and 8 here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Against Davis. And nice to see him make some quick work of these bats. Throw some strikes, get some calls, and get out of the inning quickly. This is counterpart. Gavin Rogers on the mound is through two innings and has only thrown 20. There's a fastball off the outside corner, and it's 1-0. and Boys, some good pitches from Davis, and he is just not getting the corners right now. And he's got to have to fight back, and again, he's going to have to throw it right over the middle at this point. A slow roller over to the right side. That's under the glove of Burton. And see how that ends up being scored. It will go down as an error on Burden charging that ball, just kind of scooted right under the glove. So DiFilippo reaches, leadoff man on here in the second. Connor Tomasic stand in from the right side. DiFilippo, who does not have a stolen base yet in this series at first. Davis, the lefty. He'll come home with it, and he'll deliver high, and it's 1-0. Oh. So base runners in each inning for the Larks so far. Davis Setz comes home low and in, and it's 2-0. Oh. Now coming into the night, the Express are not the only 0-3 team in the Great Plains East as they're now in. Not the North Division, but the Great Plains East. There's a fastball for a strike, two and one. But Thunder Bay and Lacrosse also 0 and 3. Duluth and Waterloo are the two teams leading the way with 3 and 0 records. Taking his lead at first and back in there safely. Uh, just a step or two is DiFilippo. See, Davis works pretty quickly. Waiting for the sign from Krajewski, and he's taking him from the dugout here. As he comes set, letter high, and the 2-1. A fastball lined into right field. That's a base hit. Garrett Lake charging it. He'll get to it and stop the runner at second. That's a throw a little off the mark there on the way back in. But nonetheless, it's a base hit. It's the first hit of the game for either squad. And now it's runners at first and second with nobody out. And tonight on a cold night where, again, it's going to be hard to get many deep hits. You wonder if we see at the bottom of the lineup at one for seven on the season. Might try to lay a bunt down here. And try to get these Larks on the board. I think Nick Lopez is going to come in a few steps at third. Unless it'll be the left side guarded by Davis as he wants to cover third base just in case. Set and delivery home is a curveball that's going to miss low and in. And never squaring around to bunt was Wiesty there. So 
certainly looks like he's swinging away here. Davis coming home and a fastball low, and it's 2-0. Now Davis not quite as around the zone as he was in that first inning. As after a couple of plays, an error and now a base hit. Trying to figure out how to come into the zone now. There's a fastball down the middle for a strike. Boy, Max Steiner was a little bit delayed on that call. Boy, that was about as down the middle as you're going to get. But it, he got it. Nobody out, runners at first and second, 2-1 count. Davis comes home and misses low, and it's 3-1. and one. Now Mankato also getting off to a rough start this season, 0-3, but they're taking it out on the Stingers tonight, already up 7-0 in the bottom of, of the third in Wilmer. As Davis comes home and misses the outside corner, and that's a walk. And again, he's just not going to get that corner clearly tonight. So he's going to have to come into these batters. And again, I think just let your defense work for you at this point because the corners are not there. And that's just something you got to adjust to as a pitcher. Lacrosse, who again we talked about starting off 0-3, is up 3-1 in the top of the fourth at Copeland Park on the Duluth Huskies. Rochester and Thunder Bay have no score in the bottom of the third inning. And St. Cloud on the road in Waterloo trying to hand the Bucks their first loss are up 3-0. Foul ball from Patrick Arndt, and it's 0-1. Patrick Arndt out of Chicago State. Standing from the right side. Stands at 5'10", 195. Fastball line right to shortstop. They're going to double him off at second. No, it pops off the glove of Burden. Boy, they had the double off, and Burden couldn't catch the ball. And won't be an error. It's just one out. Everybody stays put. Uh, line out to Stanskis. And that popped right off the webbing there. Burden, I think, may, maybe just took his eye off the ball. Should have been two at second. Instead, it's only one. But now a double play gets you out of the inning. So the leadoff man, Zach Gregory, who has some pretty good speed, it's going to have to be a quick turn, is up. And the corners have come in. Middle of the infield will try to turn two. Set and the delivery home is a curveball. Missing maybe a little inside, could have come through a little high as well. And it's 1-0. You can tell Davis took a big deep breath after that. He's just not getting the corners. And some of those pitches that he thinks are strikes, just not getting those calls. So he's trying to kind of reset himself here and think about how he wants to re refocus. There's a fastball in for a strike. And it's 1-1. One one. I think that's the process he's going through right now. He's kind of, until the wheels are turning in the head, okay, how am I going to get strikes if I'm not getting certain corners called. What exactly he wants to do, the 1-1 is going to miss low. And the count now two balls and a strike. Past the 8 o'clock hour, Classic Rock 92.1 FM, WMEQ, Menominee, Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, rock921.com, and iHeartRadio. And again, we thank you for tuning in to the fourth game of the 2019 season. The fun number for you is tomorrow night, at Carson Park, it'll be the thousandth game in Express history. And we'll be happy to celebrate it with you on opening night at Carson Park as well. 3-1 now as he misses low and away to Gregory. No base is open. He's got to deliver a strike here. And I'm sure Gregory will be waiting for it. He's four for six so far in this early campaign with eight walks in these first three games. 3-1 now from Davis, misses low and away, and he walks again. 
The run comes in. So it's one nothing Bismarck. And Davis, you know, it's it's going to be one of those things where on the score sheet, it's going to look like he didn't throw many strikes, but he is not. It's not like he's missed by much. He's been around the zone. He's just not quite as dialed in as he needs to be. And so now Eau Claire is going to need to figure out a way to get Wyatt Ulrich out, who struck out swinging his first time up. And we're at the point now where Davis is up to 49 pitches, 18 in this inning. And needs to figure it out. Into Ulrich, it's a fastball at the knees for a strike. And I think that's where you're going to find the strike zone for Max Siner. Maybe that the knees are a touch below, but it's got to be over the plate. So you'd like to see Davis kind of play with the low end of the zone. 0-1, kick and delivery home is there again. Right, carbon copy of the first pitch, and it's 0-2. So Davis quickly gets ahead of Ulrich, and now he's got some pitches to play with. But again, got to be careful here. Krajewski going to have to try to cut off anything in the dirt. Curveball this time, line to right, base hit. Hung a curveball, and it's going to result in two runs. Tomasic is in, Wiesti is also in. The throw comes into second, and Ulrich is there safely. And it's a two-run double, and the Larks take a 3-0 lead here in the second. So once again, the Express behind the eight ball early. This time it's a double from Ulrich and two RBI. And I, I think that kind of comes down to, I mean, we talk about mistake pitches as walks and those kind of things, but that's a hanging curveball on 0-2 right down the middle that Ulrich can pull down the line. You just can't make that mistake. Got to throw that one out of the zone, and instead it was right over the heart on a hanging curve. And now he'll deliver a fastball high and away here to the right hand of batting, Ronnie McBride. I think that's kind of the underestimated part. We've been mentioning the walks and those types of things early on in this series, but it's also been the mistake pitches that have really hurt the Express. As the 1-0 is a curveball missing low and away, and it's 2-0. And it's hard when you're getting into your fourth game now and you've just had you know, nothing really go your way. Stay positive, stay focused out there for the Express. So, again, they need something good to happen here. It's a 3-0 Larks lead here in the bottom of the second. There's a fastball for a strike, and it's 2-1. Ronnie McBride not liking it as he was rung up on strikes in the first inning. Set and the 2-1 inside, and the count now three balls and a strike. Lights are already on here. We talked about the hazy night. I believe there's any weather in the forecast for tonight's game. But it certainly is uh, getting darker a little quicker. There's a fastball. Just a touch low, it looked like, and that's going to be a walk, and the bases are now loaded once again. So I don't think Davis is going to get too far in this one. Regardless now, I mean, you look at his pitch total, he's at 57 pitches. So even if he was able to stay in and maybe get out of this jam, come back out for the third, I mean, you're at the point where you're only going to go if you have two more or a couple more good innings in terms of keeping your pitch count down. You're only going to be able to go maybe four. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Things mass. So in a situation where, again, there are some arms available now after the days of rest they need to go through that were available on Friday, or pardon me, on uh, Tuesday night. Another fastball missing just a touch low. This time Rogers at the plate. 27 pitches now in the inning for uh, Mr. Davis. And that a number there that's going to take some wicked English to throw to first base. And there's dead ball called Why? Why'd they call a dead ball here? That ball had some English on it that came back to the infield. And what exactly did they call a dead ball on? Was there interference of some kind? Or did it hit him out of the box? First base umpire Pearson Whitecloud Tahuka Nunez called a dead ball. Oh, it didn't hit him. It had it had some English on the field. That ball wasn't even close to hitting him. So Huka Nunez thinks that he saw it hit him. I guarantee you that ball was nowhere even close to hitting him. The problem is he called a dead ball, so that becomes the issue now. And when an umpire calls a dead ball, the idea is that some players stop. And so now you, you have a play that should be an out and a run scored and it be 4 nothing. And then if they think that it hit him, which I guarantee you it didn't, now the question is, where did it hit him? If it hit him in foul territory, it's a foul ball. If it hit him in fair territory, it's a dead ball. He's out, and everybody's sent back to their bases. So, so you've got some, some uh, work to clean up here. And I think Max Steiner, the home plate umpire, is trying to convince him that, hey, that ball didn't hit him. It definitely didn't. But when it hits off the end of the bat, that's something you know that you might see at a game if you come out. When you get it off the, the end of the bat, you can get some backspin English that will actually bring it back toward the field of play. And now Matt Ripe is going to come out there and chat with Steiner. I think this call is going to go in favor of the Larks here. So, you know, Dale Varsho was out, and I, I'm just not sure how this is all going to go down, and we haven't really seen a signal communicated yet. It looks like they're just going to call it an out, which is probably what should have happened. And so the run scores. Even though Tahuka Nunez was coming in from first calling it a dead ball, I think in the end they got it right. I think the issue is that when you call a dead ball, you know, some, like I said, some players stop, and then the question becomes, is it fair, is it not? But in the end, I think it's probably no harm, no foul. And a good job by the umpires getting it right in the end. So a run does come home to score, and Gregory on a out at first ends up being a 1-3 put out, as Nate Davis was the one having to kind of barehand that one and scoop it over to Conley. It was actually a pretty good play in the end. It is an RBI for Rodgers. Runners advance to second and third. At third, it's Ulrich. At second, it's McBride. So it's 4-0. There's a high drive to left center, but again, the wind is going to knock this one down. If Bilesmith can get there, but he can't. And it falls between both, and then he boots it away. Two runs score. It didn't really matter. It looked like a double anyway for Cole Taylor. And two more runs in, and it is now 6-0 in favor of the Larks. For some reason, they haven't marked that sixth run. I do believe Gregory scored on that play in the end, but uh, hasn't been marked up there, at least on the scoreboard yet. I think it is in our score system. 
as that is a two-run double from Cole Taylor, and likely this is the last inning for Nate Davis. So now Taylor stands at second. A.J. Filippo is at the plate, and he is now the 10th batter of the inning, and Davis delivering high, and it's 1-0. So six to nothing here, and again, a little bit of a discrepancy with scoreboard and uh, our actual score, but I'm sure they'll get that corrected. Davis coming home, and there's a fastball in for a strike. There it is. One one. Well, there is a uh, train track that's uh, kind of elevated beyond center field that runs right through the middle of downtown here in Bismarck. This again, an old railroad town, and still gets plenty of uh, trains over the years. And, they changed the score now. Unfortunately, the uh, omen of that train running through just uh, has not propelled the Express to much of anything in this series. So it's a 6 nothing Larks lead, and then chasing that breaking ball out of the zone is the batter in DiFilippo. It's a drop third strike, and Krajewski will throw him out at first, and that's the inning. So six runs come home on a total of three hits. They'll strand a runner, and the Express Trail six to nothing, heading to the third when we come back on your home for Express Baseball. Well, it would be a good time for the Express to score some runs as they now trail six to nothing to Bismarck. After two, as Adam Krajewski takes a slider that caught the zone, and uh, on the outside part for a strike, Though Patrick Arn looked like he had to drop his glove down into the dirt to catch that one. And now a weak roller to the right side, scooped up by the second baseman, Wiesti. And he'll throw into first easily to get Krajewski, and it's been quick outs for the Express here to start off this ballgame. Another 4 3 put out. And here comes Avery Lehman. Avery Lehman out of St. Thomas University, the center fielder these past four games for Eau Claire. Three for 10 on his young season. Another temp player again. Pretty much everybody in the lineup, a temp player for the Express. He'll square to bunt and take outside. And it's 1 0. So it'll be a lot of full time players who will serve as the reinforcements coming up tomorrow night on the home opener, which we hope that you are at. And I think a rejuvenized, revitalized team tomorrow night. I think on a Opening night was that fastball runs high and tight into uh, Lehman, rather. Rogers winds a 3-0 on the way home. It is a fastball in for a strike. But as I was saying, again, I'll be shocked if you don't have a real good performance tomorrow night. From, again, a re-energized team, a lot of new faces. This one's pop foul from Lehman. Man on the mound tomorrow night is going to be Tim Ewald, who started the first game of the season. And again, he hadn't pitched in a live game for over a year. As he redshirted this last season for Dallas Baptist. As there's a chopper left side. It's going to be a tough play. Third baseman Tomasic sits back on it. And throw to first base is just in time to get the out. Two away, and here comes Matt Burden to the plate. Unfortunate part for starter and Nate Davis is that only two of those runs in the second inning were earned. Gave up six in the end, but remember there was that error early on from Burden at second base. And that error ended up resulting in four unearned runs as there's a fastball in the outside corner for a strike to Burden. It's 0-1. 
The positive for Davis is he hit 34 pitches in that inning as there's a grounder right up the middle. Gavin Rogers has it. He'll throw to first, and that is the inning. So we'll see if Davis comes back out. He had 34 in that second. He can come out for another inning. We'll see if he does when we come back with the Larks up 6 to nothing, heading to the bottom of the third after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, back in here in Bismarck, that's David Lamana. He is one of the players who's slated to get here early next week. And so looking forward to seeing him, Spencer Myers, and a few more of the returners, and uh, some of the newcomers as well, some of those guys on the full contracts. Trying to get the Express going in the right direction here as they're down 6 to nothing tonight, and 0-3 so far on the season. So are in danger right now if they can't mount a comeback of losing their first four. Here in Bismarck, 0-1 from Davis is going to be rolled down the third base line foul. Boy, it hit the chalk. It looked like probably about five, six feet in front of third base. Clearly was moving foul. It was actually a really good play by Nick Lopez, who went down and got that ball just in case. Mason Labuda third calling it foul. And it was. And it's quickly 0-2 on the Larks' number seven batter. Hunter Tomasic. Davis delivering high and away. So nice that Davis was able to come back out there. And the way that inning went, you kind of assumed that he wasn't, and then he was over the 35 pitch mark, and all of a sudden I looked down at the score system and said, whoa, it's only 34, he can come out again. So comes back out, the one-two misses low. Again, there are arms available, so it's a matter of getting Davis some work now. And again, I don't think he's been too far off. A couple mistake pitches. Maybe some tough calls in the first inning. It's a high chopper over toward third. Lopez stays back on it. Strong throw to first is in time. Beautiful play there from Lopez. He knew exactly how much time he had, and he made the play well. Tomasic is retired. Clay Weesty now walked and scored in the second inning. Ten batters to the plate in that second inning for this Larks squad. Most batters they sent to the plate was on opening night. They sent 14 to the plate as Krajewski gets a little crossed up on that first pitch. Bounces off his glove up high. 1-0 to the right hand of batting Weesty. Weesty, that was his fourth run he scored on the season. Davis shakes off the first pitch sign, and the 1-0 is a fastball down the middle for a strike, and it's 1-1. One and, one. and again, like we said, sadly, the Express have been on the wrong end of some records here to start things off. Lark scoring more runs in the first three games of the season than any team in Northwoods League history with 45. However, I think one of the positives for the Express is that through the first three games, the Express have only struck out nine times as a team. Three a game is pretty solid for this early on in the Northwoods League season. Oftentimes you see big strikeout marks early on in season. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seasons as well. There's a fastball that, so that's the high end of the zone Davis has been trying to find, but has not been able to get for Max Steiner tonight. 3-1 now the count here on Weesty. And time called as Davis delivers one right down the middle. 
and it was given late as he'd already started his windup. Davis again, you can tell the body language certainly frustrated right now at the way these first two innings have gone. That fastball misses high, wow. In fact, he took something off that and it kind of dropped into the zone, but must have crossed a little bit high and one out walk issued to Easty. A tight zone is not what you want when you're trying to get out of a place that's eight hours from home when they start a game at 7.35. Let's just put it that way. Because the Express will be rolling back into Eau Claire at probably around 7, 8 in the morning tomorrow, depending on uh, how long the bus ride home takes. There's a breaking ball in for a strike from Davis. And sadly, the Northwood League does not require anyone to have getaway day times. And it is a firework night here tonight, so... Lark starting a half hour later to make sure it's dark for fireworks. Something the Larks have to deal with quite a bit on the road. You know, thinking about coming back for home games and oftentimes having to drive anywhere from eight to even 10 hours to get home from games. You think about games in either Thunder Bay or Duluth or Waterloo. And there are ways away for this. Lark's team, that one bounces away from Krajewski. There goes a runner, throw down to second. Did they get him? No, just late. He held the tag on him there, did Burden. I think he was trying to say that Wiesty came off the bag. You know, if we were in the major leagues, he might be able to go to the monitor and see if he did. Matt Burden is asking to Huka Nunez, the first base umpire, something. And he's uh, not sure exactly what he wanted to ask him there, but nonetheless, Weasty is at second base on what will likely go down as a wild pitch. I believe it will go down as a wild pitch. And a 1-1 count here from Davis. Fastball low into Patrick Arndt. Lined out to the shortstop, Stanskis almost doubled off Connor Tomasic at second base, which would have again helped out the Express get out of that inning faster. Think about that error and then the double off that they missed. There goes the runner. A grounder foul, and he probably had that base stolen. He got a great jump. Stress middle infield, not really holding him on. This is Burden's job to hold him on over there, and Burden is not a natural second baseman over there for the Express. But trying to rotate guys in, and so Troy Bilesmith is a typical second baseman, but he's playing left tonight. Davis sets, now we see even Stotts is coming over from short. Breaking ball is going to be looped foul right side over toward the new party deck here. And Bismarck got a chance to kind of go up and check that out. And, you know, nothing uh, terribly crazy for it over there, but just a little built-up sort of wood deck area down that right field line. Another little private booth area. Other fun things that they're doing here also, they've got, I believe, what they're calling a second base coach out beyond the center field fence who at the moment is waving a broom and uh, I'm told is also chanting things toward the center fielder for the Express, so something for other teams to look forward to this season. High fly into very shallow center. In fact, it'll be Stanskis from short who will grab it right behind second base out on the outfield grass, a step or two, and there's two away. And back to the top of the lineup for the third time. Here in this bottom of the third inning with the Larks up six to nothing. Zach Gregory, he's walked twice. And he scored once. That first, second walk that he had was an RBI walk with the bases loaded. So 
Zach Gregory now will, I'm sure, take some pitches and see what he can do to keep this inning alive and get some runs home. Man on at second is Wiesty. Set from Davis, and a fastball home is chopped over toward Conley. Good job going down to a knee. Stays in front of that one, takes it to the bag, and that's the inning. A runner stranded, no hits, no errors, and no runs. After three, it's 6-0 Bismarck. Back after this on your home for Express Baseball. Back in here at Bismarck, 6-0. The Larks lead the Express. We head to the top of the fourth inning. It's a sixth spot in the second. It is the damage right now against Eau Claire. And top of the lineup coming up here. It's a no-no so far for Mr. Gavin Rogers. He made it through unscathed through the lineup the first time up. Now Sam Stotskis will foul off the 1-0 pitch over toward the Larks' dugout. One and one the count. Stanskis, Bilesmith, Lopez, the due up batters. Not only a no-no, but a perfect time through the lineup the first time for Davis, as there's a liner right towards short, but it's caught easily by Zach Gregory. Stanskis didn't get it up on that. It looked like he kind of hit that one off the end of the bat. And there's one out. So here comes Bilesmith, who's four for 13 coming into tonight's game. Four for 14 now. And Again, Gavin Rogers wants to work quickly here. So you see Bilesmith put his hand up and crowd the plate from the right side. Rogers delivers in. Bilesmith pops it up into foul territory. Wind will push this one out of play likely, and he will. On a normal night without any wind, that ball might have stayed in the park. But again, that wind blowing in from center field out of the north. From uh, left center field. And I don't think there is really any chance for uh, to stay with that one. Trains come through often through here in Bismarck. Breaking ball, Bilesmith turns on that one. Down the line, that's going to be trouble, and that will be fair, and extra bases. Bilesmith around first. He'll dig for second and get there standing up, but it's a stand-up double with one out here for the Express. So the perfect game, no-no are gone here for Gavin Rogers. That would have just been insult to injury. Uh, they've gotten deep on that one here tonight. As Nick Lopez will stand in the switch hitter of the University of Illinois Chicago. But he was locked in in batting practice. You can tell he wants to hit the express out of this slump to start the season. Seton Rogers comes home and he catches the outside corner for a strike. Davis is on 82 pitches, so he could come out for another inning. And again, as a temp player, a lot of times Dale Varsha will try to throw them you know, as long as they can, because you know he's not going to be around for too much longer. Trying to get as much work in as he can, unless there is a pitcher in inning restriction that the college coaches have him on. Oh, one misses outside here to the left-handed batting Lopez. Struck out swinging his first time up. Davis with the letter high set, the 1-1. One -one. He's going to catch the low outside corner. Lopez can't believe it. And I think he can't believe it, because I would venture to guess that he's saying that Davis isn't getting that call. Again, he's been trying to paint the corners, not quite finding them, but Davis has. And now Lopez will reach out and chop that one foul, trying to protect with two strikes. One-two count, Bilesmith at second on a one-out double. It's only the third extra base hit the Express have had in this opening series, and they've all been doubles. Nothing over that. And remember, again, the Lark's six runs that came on three hits. So again, the walks and extra bases are uh, 
hurting the Express at the moment. The one-two into Lopez. That What did that hit? It hit some gear. Bounced away in an awkward way. Bilesmith turned third hard, but he'll stay there. That'll be a wild pitch. I think that hit off the either the shoe or the shin guard of Max Steiner, the home plate umpire. I was a little surprised it didn't hit Lopez because it was so far inside. But Bilesmith in the end is down to third. You could definitely hear, hear it hit gear of some kind. So my guess is it's either that Again, reinforced shoe of Max Steiner, the home plate umpire, or his shin guard. 2-2 now on to Lopez, going to miss outside. You saw how far Patrick Arndt kind of had to get out of his crouch to get to that one, even though he tried to frame it up as a strike. And now the count full on Lopez, so good job hanging in there for the express third baseman. And with one out, chance to get a run on the board. Here it is, 3-2, misses outside, and Lopez walks. It's a Quick walk down there. I like the hustle. I was talking about Sam Conley before and just kind of how he approached batting practice today and taking fungos and getting ready for the game. This team works. I mean, you could easily lose three games and get so distraught that you don't want to put in the time, you don't want to take infield. But I've seen teams in the past who are playing well where guys, you know, they don't take infield, they don't uh, go out and take too many grounders. but. If they're not batting, they're right back out there in the field taking and shagging flies or doing whatever they need to do to get ready for the game. I, again, I like the approach. It, it, it's a good group of guys, and it's a group of guys that's working hard. So, again, eventually that's going to pay off for you. And, again, when you're going to get reinforcements tomorrow in the numbers of seven, eight, maybe nine guys, uh, I think they're going to be pretty happy with that. 1-0 is swung on and missed here by Garrett Lake. And the count now one and one. No, Dale Varsho really liked some of the at-bats that Garrett Lake had last night. He hit the ball really hard. Maybe wasn't rewarded for it that much, but he's two for nine on the season coming into tonight. Fouled out, and again, Lake not liking how quickly Gavin Rogers gets set and wants to come home, so he's calling time quite a bit. And I think that might have been more so that Billy Barker over there at third base could show the signs to Nick Lopez. Runners at the corners. They want to maybe get a double steal here. There goes the runner, and he fouls it at the plate. So Lopez is going to have to run back to first. Expend a little extra energy there. <laughs> Nick Lopez, yesterday when we were at the Heritage Museum in North Dakota, up at the near the state capitol, went into the gift shop, and he found a little, uh, a little locomotive engine. And it's been a, a little token. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you will, that they've been uh, putting up on the dugout. One, two is a breaking ball missing outside. He said it didn't work last night. It didn't bring luck. And I said, what happens if it doesn't bring luck tonight? And he says, we might just leave it in Bismarck. So we'll see if it ends up uh, making its way back to Eau Claire or not. But it's early on, 6 to nothing Bismarck. But the express threatening here is Lake swings and misses. Boy, the bottom dropping out of that 74-mile-an-hour delivery from Rogers. And down on strikes he goes. So the last opportunity could be Reed Bass. It's the plate now with two away and runners at the corners after a one-out double from Bilesmith and a walk from Lopez. 
The other opportunity here, we saw one get away from Patrick Arn. It's his first night behind the plate for the Larks, so that could be a way to get a run home here as well. Bass two for 13 now on the season. And he will take outside, good hold there on the swing on that off-speed pitch, and it's 1-0. and Bass grounded out to Clay Wiesty at second his first time up. Decent size gap on that side of the field, though. He could try to roll run roll one through that side if he wanted. He'll pop this one up behind second base. Zach Gregory from shorts back after it, and it's going to fall. It's trouble as the Express now have a run in, and a single, a little bloop single in from Reed Bass gets the Express on the board. It's 6-1 to one here in the top of the fourth inning. Yeah, no dominoes tonight. Third inning has passed without a run for the Express, but when the Express do score a run in the dominoes winning inning, all you got to do is text us in the word dominoes, 96893. We had a bunch of people who uh, texted in last night, a couple of winners, Jeff Pascal, Mike Brasina, some of our loyal listeners who are Johnny on the spot. So a free one-topping pizza coming their way from Domino's. Two down, fastball now in towards Sam Conley. As Smith came home on that bloop single, and Nick Lopez got to second. RBI for Bass is his first of the season. A one count to Conley, and he will foul off that breaking ball. And I had to reach down. Looked like it was out of the zone, but kind of he committed to the swing, so it had to end up finishing it. Did a nice job to make some contact. Six to one the score here, top of the fourth. Conley grounded out his first time up tonight. Rogers takes the sign, sets letter high. The old two breaking ball, and again, nice job by Conley to go down and spoil that pitch. Stay alive in the at-bat, down 0-2. He shortens up the swing a bit. And again, a guy you'd like to see get rewarded because he works really, really hard as Conley. Out of Winona. Breaking pitch again. That one almost caught his left knee. Yeah, that's one and two. Don't you want this strikeout Rodgers takes a sign from Art, sets and comes home on the one-two. Here it is. That's going to be line toward right center field. That's a base hit and a run's going to score. Lopez will come in from right. McBride up with the throw. The throw toward third will be cut off. And the Express have two runs now in the inning. And a nice piece of hitting from Sam Conley for his third RBI of the season. Lopez is the man who scores. Bass goes first to third on the play. Now a little bit of uh, rally going here as Adam Krajewski stands at the plate. Remember Adam Krajewski was the only man with RBI in the opening night here on Tuesday with a two-run single into left. So again, you just kind of continue to hope that you can keep stringing hits together here and cut into this lead more. Fastball in for a strike to Krajewski, and it's 0-1. I talked to Adam before the game. I hadn't realized that uh, Memorial had already played earlier yesterday. And of course, they lost and were eliminated from the playoffs in baseball yesterday. There's a swing and a miss. So I'm sure you'll be checking in on Alex. And he hadn't known they played either. And <laughs> I told him today, I said, I didn't realize Memorial played earlier in the day. And he said, oh, I didn't either. <laughs> he hadn't either, but he had known. He talked to his brother. And again, a good season from Memorial, from Regis, Emmanuel Luther, all the teams in the area. O2 is right down the middle. Uh, Krajewski got a little locked up there. Wasn't ready for that fastball, and down on strikes he goes. But the Express get a couple back on three hits. They strand two, no errors. 
And we'll trail 6-2, to two, heading to the fourth after this. Bottom of the fourth when we come back on your home for Express Baseball. Oh, Philip Sykes, another guy who will be heading to Eau Claire in the uh, not-too-distant future, hopefully within the next week or two. And a guy that I think a lot of fans are excited to have back. Great bat and a guy who could potentially end up serving as the closer for the Express. He did last season and was very, very effective in that role. It's six to two here in the bottom of the fourth. Larks with the lead over the Express. Nate Davis comes out for another inning of work and delivers up high to Wyatt Ulrich, who had a two-run double in the second inning, part of a six-run second for the Larks. Davis working quickly and throws a strike on the 1-0. So one and one the count. McBride and Rogers to follow. Ulrich taking a moment to readjust, and he's back in. There's a 1-1, and a bunt going to be dragged to the right side. Davis will try to barehand it and won't get there. That'll go down as an infield single. Had an opportunity, but again, it was just kind of bunted right past him. It was a good idea from Ulrich, and especially with the lefty on the mound, it's kind of an awkward play for him, and that was the case. And An infield single for Ulrich, taking advantage of what he can do. And he reaches for Ronnie McBride, who walked his last time up. Express getting those two back, nice to see that. Again, kind of getaway night, all those kind of things. You could easily see a team pack it in. But again, I, I just don't see that out of this team. I think they're very apt, very ready to get a win on the board and just start, kind of just get the season going. And this game, you know, four-run game, certainly not over by any means this early on. Pop foul there from McBride out of play right side. Again, the ball's hit down that right side toward the foul liner not going to stay in play. The wind blowing still hard enough. It's cool. It's calmed down a bit since the beginning of the game, but still blowing hard enough where it's going to affect balls by far. Again, I still don't think anybody has the power really for either team to get it out on the left field fence with that wind tonight. They might. A big hook. Look at that pitch from Davis. That's a 12-6 curveball easy right there, and it's 0-2. Definition of that pitch. He has thrown more strikes than balls tonight. 46 strikes to 41 balls at the moment. And again, if he didn't have a quick inning, he could get out there for the fifth as well. And they've got him picked off. There's the throw to Conley. Throw down to second. Nobody was covering. And that's another situation where Matt Burden at second base. Again, not a natural second base, but then you saw Sam Stanskis kind of looking over at him saying, hey, you were supposed to cover the bag. And there's a little bit of confusion there. They had the out on Ulrich, but nobody was covering second. Burden was the only one who was close. And again, there's a great example of starting the season in Bismarck and not having kind of the, the guys you want to play at particular positions and have a guy play a guy who's not used to playing second at second. There goes Ulrich. He's going to get a stolen base if he can get back there. Now it's popped up on the infield. He's got to get back to second. Conley gets the catch, and he will get back in time. He had an easy stolen base, but it ends up being a pop-up on the infield. And an out. So back to second he goes. McBride is retired on the pop-up to Conley. One out, and here's Jacob Rogers. For the Larks, Rogers is 0 for 1. He had an RBI ground out in the second. He also walked in this game. Jacob Rogers, number four batter in the lineup out of BYU. Ulrich taking a big lead again. 
And a fastball in is going to be rolled to third base. And Lopez boots it's right under the wickets. And Ulrich will get to third on the play. That'll go down as an error on Lopez. Ulrich to third. Rogers reaches. That ball kind of ate him up. And we've talked about it throughout the series. This playing surface here in Bismarck, you got to not let the ball play you. You have to go and attack it because you, there's just so many bad hops on this field that we've seen throughout these four games. And, and Lopez, you can tell, I think a little frustrated with himself just waiting back on that ball. And now it's runners at the corners with one away. And Cole Taylor, who had a two-run double in the second as well, standing in. He's shown off some power. I think he's got the most pop in the bat of anybody we've seen so far for the Larks. And he'll take low and away from Davis. A.J. Filippo would be next. 6-2 Express, bottom of the fourth. The Larks threatening with one out, runners at the corners. 1-0 from Davis, sets and comes home, and a curveball misses. And again, where Krajewski caught that, yeah, probably a little low, but it had so much top-to-bottom movement that, uh, again, you're a little perplexed that that one didn't hit the zone on the way through. But nonetheless, it's 2-0. Davis another curveball. This one apparently was too high. And right now Davis can't get his curveball called for a strike. I mean that ball, both of those balls. I, mean, I think that at least one of them would have been called. But uh, Max Steiner, home plate umpire, is uh, not willing to call it. 3-0 now from Davis, and he's got to throw a fastball, and he does. And I'd assume the 3-1's got to be in the same spot. It was a good spot for it, low outside corner to the lefty Cole Taylor. Davis, letter high, set the 3-1. Another fastball. This one, though, misses low and away, and a walk is issued. So A.J. Filippo now to the plate. Two errors by the Express in this game. And, and no unearned runs yet in this inning. No runs yet in this inning, but uh, that error certainly could come back to bite the Express if they're able to get an out here. That is now pitch... 94 of the outing for Davis, and Dale Varsho is going to come out to chat with him, and that could be it for Zach or for uh, Nate Davis, excuse me. So Varsho will come out on the mound. His infield will come in as well. We'll see if Davis stays in or if they're going to just talk about how to approach this guy. And I think that's what Dale Varsho is going to do. And while the meeting on the mound occurs, a 6-2 lead here for the Larks. I want to tell you, again, about Trendstone Surfaces in Altoona, right at Claremont and 53. If you need any sort of update to the house, if you've been thinking about stone countertops, you haven't quite pulled the trigger on them, you think, oh, my countertops are fine, whatever. I'm telling you, just go down to Trendstone, and the second you get in there, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is this is what I want right here. I mean, they can, they'll take you through all the options. They've got different sink options, faucet, all that, and all the different edges and all the different things that you can do with those stone countertops. And then you go outside, and they've got all the, the slabs of granite and, and quartz and all those kind of things that they uh, offer there that you can go through, and you can pick out what's going to match your particular kitchen. That's the process, or, or bathroom. That's the process my wife and I went through on uh, Monday. That's the day that they're installing them. So uh, looking forward to that, and I highly encourage you to go check them out online. You can check them out. You can, of course, go and see them as well. I'd highly recommend doing that. Checking out that new outdoor kitchen as well at Trendstone Surfaces. All right, meeting on the mound over, and Davis is going to stay in the game to pitch to the left-handed batting DiFilippo. Had a good at bat against him last time. He'll go from the windup here and take a fastball low and away, and it's 1-0. 
Just like to see him throw some strikes here. Let him put the ball in play. I know there's been two errors, but again, have some confidence in your fielders. Let them do what they can and try to get an out here. Here's a windup and another fastball in. That's there for a strike on the outside corner. And it's one and one. Bottom of the fourth, six to two. Lark's lead threatening with the bases loaded here in the fourth. Lined up from Davis. Breaking ball is there for a strike. Got that curveball called. And it's a ball and two strikes now to the left-handed batting left fielder. Big moment in the game for the Express to stay close. It's a one-two with one down on the bases loaded. The wind, here it is. A big breaking ball stayed high. And it's out now two balls and two strikes. The lights are starting to take hold. Again, it has been a hazy day and a cool day here in Bismarck. Runners take their leads again. The 2-2 is grounded right side, broken bat. It's going to be a tough play. Verdon is going to throw to first and throw it away. He threw it away. We'll see how it ends up being scored. Two runs are going to come home. Ulrich and Rogers score. Taylor to third. The first goes DiFilippo. He'll get one RBI on the play. Should have been an out. Now all the runs are going to be unearned here for Davis as the Express should be out of the inning. I think they're going to give that a straight error. But it will still be an, uh, an RBI for DiFilippo. He won't get the second, obviously. And now Dale Varsho is going to come out to get Davis and go to the bullpen. So that'll be it for Davis. 8-2, to two, the Larks lead, bottom of the fourth. A pitching change coming up for the Express. We'll let you know who it is right after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, welcome back in here to Bismarck, North Dakota. 8-2, to two, the Larks now lead the Express. And the two runs the Express put up on the top of the fourth have been wiped away. It'll be runners at the corners for the Larks with this new pitcher on the mound for Eau Claire. First time getting to see Nick Harrell, who uh, Express holding on to and waiting to pitch. And again, they were hoping to get Nick Harrell in in a closing situation in this series as he closes at Winona had eight saves and 19 appearances for Winona State this past season and some very, very good numbers. A 2.48 ERA and a .9 whip in 29 innings pitch. You mentioned those eight saves in addition to 43 strikeouts and 11 walks. So, you know, the, the issue with Harold is going to be how long can you pitch him? Is he going to be able to go two, three, four innings? Certainly not a long relief guy, but with how short the bullpen has been for the Express, uh, again, you hope that he can just uh, maintain, pitch well, and do what he needs to do. As Nate Davis's night is done, he gives up eight runs. At the moment, three of them are earned. And seven walks, three strikeouts in 24 batters faced. As Nick Harold pitches and pitches low and away, Krajewski makes the stop. And it's 1-0. The man on at third is Cole Taylor. At first is A.J. Filippo for these Bismarck Larks. Talked about it, their home uniform this year is the uh, black pants with the gold tops, very similar to the Pittsburgh Pirate throwback uniforms. As Harold delivers low and away, and it's 2-0. Trains are after it tonight on a Friday night. This one going from east to west, last two from west to east. Harold delivering in a foul ball. Runner had taken off here, kind of a hit and run, double steal, whatever you want to call it. Sam Conley going to go over and chat real quick with his reliever in Nick Harold. What, what happened here? There's umpires are talking about what happened, and it was a foul ball. I don't think Mason Labuda saw the signal for Max Steiner. And 
it had I think it actually ricocheted off of Steiner's gear. It was kind of awkward how it came in, and I don't think they knew exactly what had happened. But it was a foul ball in the end. 2-1 count with one down. Runners at the corners again, bottom of the fourth. 8-2 Bismarck. A set from Harold, and he comes home high and away, and it's 3-1. Harold with a very short delivery toward home. I'd say it's all arm, but it's a lot arm as he sets and comes home, and that's right on the outside corner. Well done there. Fight back on a 3-1 to make it 3-2. and two. There are a lot of guys, I think, in this large team, they've seen a lot of kind of wild pitching from the Express, so even a 3-1 count, they're more apt to take than they are to swing. 3-2 from Harold right down the middle for strike three. Not sure why. Tomasic was upset about that call because it looked like a pretty darn good pitch. And it's a backwards K to start it off for Harold here. That's the second out of the inning. So Harold one out away from pitching out of this one. Eight to two. Lark's lead trying to add to it. Runner goes. Krajewski stops the ball in the dirt. It was a right pitch to go on and a stolen base for Filippo to take off the force. Heads up play there for the Larks. Sweatshirts on tonight, it's a chilly one. 64 degrees at game time. It's dropped a little bit, but not too much. Most of the folks here are in jackets and sweatshirts. Fastball low and away, 2-0. Again, well attended game. It's been good attendance all week for the Bismarck Larks. 1,900, 1,700, 1,800 the last three nights respectively. 2-0, misses low, and it's 3-0. Base is open, but still, with Clay Wiesty at the plate, it's a guy who hasn't really swung the bat yet tonight. He's walked twice. You'd like to see him have to swing. Give him something to swing at here. He hasn't been too apt to swing tonight. 3-0 from Harold will miss outside, and uh, not like Wiesty's seen much to hit tonight, but again, when a guy hasn't really swung the bat, you want to force him to. So Wiesty has drawn three walks. Express had 29 walks as a pitching staff through three games. You're giving up an average of almost 10 free bases a game from walks alone. I mean, that's not to account for the 12 hit by pitches as well. So, again, it's been a little rough in terms of those free passes. And so that's clearly the number that's going to stand out. The number that doesn't stand out, because it's not really recorded, is Hero delivers high to the number nine batter, Patrick Arn. As I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, are the mistake pitches. Harold comes in on a breaking ball that catches the inside corner, and it's one on one. Bit of a slider there from Harold. And it's the mistake pitches that I think maybe even have hurt more at times. 0 2 counts, and guys hitting home runs or gappers because balls are right down the middle. Harold's swing and a miss on that delivery into Arn. Bottom dropped out of that ball, and Art went after it. Art, you can tell he's a new guy here. He hasn't seen the Express struggle to hit the zone. He wants to swing, which I think is a good thing. And, you know, Northwoods League and the Summer Collegiate League, guys should be swinging. If they see something in the zone to hit, don't take it. You're out here to try to impress some people. As it sounded like he broke his bat on that foul ball. Catch from a fan over in the bleacher area, first base side. Side the Express's dugout is on. Used to have the family zone down the right field line. They put out a lot of decks and a lot of private areas there uh, for uh, food and drink and all that sort of thing. And so they've moved it down the left field line, third base side. You can see the tops of those bounce houses towering up. Is a fun place for the young fans to go and check out. 
Bases loaded, two out, of one, two on the way from Harold is going to be flared towards shallow right center. Should be playable for Lehman, the center fielder. He makes the catch, and that's the inning. So a couple more runs come home on two errors by the Express and just one hit. They strand three, and after four, it's eight to two Bismarck. Back with the fifth after this on your home for Express Baseball. Back in here in Bismarck, through four, it's eight to two Bismarck with the lead over the Express. And nice job by Nick Harold to come in and get the outs to get out of that inning. And Gavin Rogers back out for another inning of work. Avery Lehman, Matt Burden, and Sam Stonskis to do up batters. And laying a bunt down the third baseline, it's a beautiful one and an easy hit for Avery Lehman. Good job seeing Connor Tomasic back at third base, and he's able to get an infield single, and the Express have the leadoff man on here in the fifth inning. That almost looked like it was... Uh, Plan too easy almost for Lehman. Catching Tomasic back. That's the first time we've seen the Express do that in this series. Laid on a leadoff batter out, or a bunt, excuse me. And uh, catcher third baseman sleeping a little bit. So now Matt Burden at the plate. Trying to redeem himself after a couple of errors in the field tonight as he misses inside his rod. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here's a little high and tight. It's squared to fun. Express down by six in the fifth. You're getting to a point where small ball's not going to do it. But Burton, again, is one for 12 so far on the season. And he wants to have a productive at bat here. You see Tomasic playing in on the infield dirt. Here goes the runner and popping it up is Burden and out of play. I thought Lehman got a pretty good jump there. I think he would have been safe on a stolen base. But again, Burden trying to lay down that bunt. Now pitch looked like it was close to the zone for sure. So not necessarily a bad play, especially if you get the bunt down. You get the bun down and you get it in a good spot. Lehman could even try to get to third on that play. I think he was trying to push it. He was trying to push it to the right side, which wouldn't be a bad idea either. Now Verdon will swing and lose the bat. Missing some uh, pine tar on that one. And it's one and two. And no one going to help him out either. So he has to go and walk to go get it. Adding a little insult to injury there for Matt Verdon. One, two count, nobody out. At first base is Avery Lehman. Back to the top of the lineup here after Burden. He'll be bunting now as a one, two. There goes the runner. Breaking pitch is in for a strike. Throw down to second base is not in time, and that's a Chippewa Valley energy stolen base. One down for the Express, so still you get the runner down there. And again, Chippewa Valley energy. For every stolen base this season, Chippewa Valley Energy donating $10 back to a local 4-H group. You get more from your propane and fuel supplier this year when you make the switch to Chippewa Valley Energy. Again, that's Chippewa Valley Energy, your energy choice made easy. So make that stolen base number six for the Express. And now that's another $60 or a total of $60 being donated as a quick first pitch grounder over to Short. And Stanskis is going to be retired. To third base goes Lehman on the play. So quickly two out here. And now Troy Bilesmith coming to the plate. 
Kyle Smith doubled down the left field line his first time or his last time up excuse me and scored in the fourth inning and a base hit here gets a run back for the Express. Hammond Rogers sets and comes home to Bilesmith. Slider going to miss low. And it's 1 0. Both teams with four hits tonight. And a fastball missing outside from Davis. Fourth inning, easily the highest pitch count for Davis of an inning. He had 27 pitches in that inning after an 11, 9, and 10 pitch inning in the first three innings, respectively. Bilesmith hits it down the third baseline. Fair ball called by Mason Labuda at third. That's going to be another extra base hit as it's in the corner. Bilesmith into second base safely, and the run comes home in Avery Lehman. So the Express now trail 8 to 3. And Troy Bilesmith coming up big at the plate tonight for the Express. He has two doubles on the evening, and the Express now trail by five, eight to three. He'll add an RBI to his tally for the first time this season. And here comes Nick Lopez, another threat for a base hit here to, again, get a couple back. And so you see kind of the back and forth nature of these last couple of innings. It's that sixth spot that's hurting the Express, obviously, right now. But after putting up two, the Larks answered back with two in the bottom of the fourth, and then the Express come right back as Nick Lopez has a strike call in the outside corner and had something to say to Max Steiner. They're not sure what. It was something about the Rogers delivery or about that pitch. This one's just a little high and outside, and it's now one and one. Nick Lopez is going to be a fun player to watch this summer. I really like his approach at the plate. See if he can really figure things out this season as he'll take low on a slider. A little outside as well, and it's two and one. He does a nice job getting ahead in the count. And this at bat. He walked his last time up. He struck out swinging in the first. Set from Davis. He comes home to Lopez. That's rocketed to right field for a base hit. And taking an awkward bounce in front of McBride. Easily scoring on the play will be Bilesmith. And another two spot for the Express here in this fifth inning. So it's eight to four now, Bismarck. And again, this is really nice to see for the Express to answer back and not to, again, go quietly as we talked about before, which, again, is kind of the feeling at times here with how this inning or how this uh, series, rather, is gone. So a single into right. RBI for Lopez. He is up to three on the season. Now Garrett Lake will step in. Garrett Lake has... Had a couple forgettable at-bats so far. So we'll see what he can do now as he'll foul this one away. Lopez not going on the play, but a decent secondary lead. Back at it tomorrow night at Eau Claire. And hopefully after the guys have rested up, they're going to be sleeping during the day. As fastball missing inside, one and one. I'm sure they'll sleep on the bus, but... Bus sleep. I, you know, I'd say bus sleep. But, you know, an hour of bus sleep is about a half an hour of regular sleep. This doesn't quite feel the same. Time being called here by Lopez. Not liking again the setup from Rogers. And Max Steiner had not put the ball back in play. So then again, Rogers was ready and set. And Max Steiner now points at him and says, "Play ball," and we're ready. Two down, one-one count. Garrett Lake at the plate. Lopez at first. 1-1 is chopped foul right side. We're toward A.J. Robinson, the first base coach tonight. And our pregame guest, Billy Parker, is the third base coach. They're going to be switching duties every night. So 
keep track of them out there. I know AJ left his sweatshirt on the bus. I think uh, somebody's helped him out as there's a slider missing outside from Rogers. And it's two and two. Because uh, he's got one on, so it's uh, good for AJ to stay warm out there tonight. On a chilly night here in Bismarck. Here's the 2-2 on the way to Lake. Swing and a miss. Bottom dropped out of that one as well. He's pretty upset with it. Nonetheless, he's down on strikes. And the Express add a couple more runs on three hits. Strand one. And it's an 8-4. Lark's lead heading to the bottom half of five after this on your home for Express Baseball. Back in here at Bismarck. Express get another pair back in the top of the fifth inning. Cut into the lead. It's 8-4 Bismarck heading into the bottom of the fifth. Nick Carroll back out to pitch. And Nick Carroll looked pretty good. In three batters face, struck out one, walked one in the fourth in relief of Nate Davis. So we'll see if he can have a nice, clean, quick inning here. I talked about it last night. And now we're at the point where it's, what, 20? Do the quick math here. 28 innings of the Larks batting in this series. And only two times have the Larks gone one, two, three in an inning. Yeah, it hasn't happened tonight yet. So it'd be nice to see that happen a couple times here with Nick Harold on the mound. He'll deliver a fastball right at the knees. That's that spot to find the zone. That's where Max Steiner's zone is. It's on the lower side of things. And you've seen a lot of pitchers, especially on opening night when Steiner had the dish, trying to hit the top side of the zone and just not get those calls. 0-1 is a little bit high. Yeah, that's a pitch that looks pretty good. But again, he's just not calling that strike right around the letters. Which again, pitchers, all you got to do, you have to adjust to that zone and figure it out. So check swing, they appealed to Labuda down at third, and he said he didn't go. So Zach Gregory at the top of the lineup here, Ulrich and McBride to follow, and he'll foul this one off of Krajewski. And he needs a little walk because that one did not catch any gear. It might have, I don't know if that hit him in the arm or maybe in the hand. He's walking it off. He's going to walk all the way out to the pitcher there. And a nice job by Max Steiner to uh, give him some time. He is uh, not feeling too good. Hey, we hear that the iHeartRadio Bismarck crew is out tonight. So uh, we say hello to the iHeartRadio Bismarck crew, who I did not meet while we were here. Uh, they got a nice big uh, billboard out in left center field. Seems like everybody's okay. I don't believe they're going to count that one as a mound visit for Krajewski. I'm not sure where that hit him. There's some smiles there. I wouldn't be surprised if that hit him in a relatively sensitive area. But somehow it's only one ball and two strikes. So no out and no one on. Nick Harold's sets on the one-two is a little high. Count out two balls and two strikes. That's more like it. Anyway, eight to four. Express with the trailing here to the Larks. It's been a long series, folks. It's gonna be a long bus ride tonight too. Two-two inside hits him. Boy, I tell you what, you know, Zach Gregory, he gets right in there over the plate. And he figures out ways to get on base. I mean, he's walked twice. He gets hit by a pitch. That's now the fourth time in the series he's been hit by a pitch. And he's one of those pesky leadoff guys. He hasn't done a, a ton hitting. I mean, he has four hits and just six official at-bats, but that's because he's had so many plate appearances that have been walks and hit by pitches. So, in fact, you look at him on a hit by pitch. As coming home here is Harold missing just a bit outside. 
I talked last night, and I said a little bit about it earlier, about OPS, on-base plus slugging. And his on-base plus slugging through four games is, I believe the technical term here is redonkulous. 2.042, which is out of this world good. There's a check over toward first, and back in safely. It's a 1-1 count after a strike on Ulrich. Now Christian Yelich, I think it last look, at least last time I looked, was leading the NL in OPS. Nice move over from Harold, but back in safely again is Gregory. And his leading the league was right around 1.0. I mean, a little bit over 1.0 on OPS. Fastball up high. And typically, a team OPS, I talked about it, I think, last night. A good team OPS is pretty much anything over 700. If you look at the teams who were successful in the Northwoods League last year getting at the playoffs, they almost all had over 700 for an OPS. That 2-1 misses the outside corner, caused a flinch out of Max Steiner, the home plate umpire, but couldn't get him to raise that right arm. Now runner goes, Krajewski, that ball low, not called a strike, and so didn't need to throw, and it's a walk. So Gregory down to second. It was not a steal, contrary to the PA announcer here. Just a walk. Eight to four. Larks with the lead. And again, this top part of the lineup, the Express just have not been able to get him out. Second walk now issued by Harold. He's also hit a batter in five batters' face. So he's got a rare back now and throw some strikes as he spikes one in the dirt right in front of the plate. Nice stop by Krajewski, and it's 1-0. This is McBride at the plate. McBride is 0 for 2. The walk and a run scored tonight. This is the fourth time through the lineup now for the Larks. Harold with the belt tie set in the 1-0. On the way home is his strike. That's a nice pitch at the knees. And again, that's the spot. I mean, I think that Steiner has shown that's about where his zone is. He'll maybe give you a little bit on the low side of the zone. Surprised that pitchers haven't gone in there more. And it's either a lack of control or it's just a maybe some stubbornness not wanting to go back because there's a slider that's going to be grounded off the leg of McBride. That went off of his shin. And every umpire have that one. You can tell with kind of the angle it went off the bat and the way it bounced out toward the mound that there's no way it didn't hit. And so it's one and two. Harold up to 28 pitches. He had 15 pitches in relief in that fourth inning. So he's kept the pitch count down for the most part. Express out hitting the Larks again, six to four. In fact, on Wednesday night, they tied the Larks in terms of hits. This is a fastball outside, and it's two and two. So, again, hitting-wise, it's been, I, you know, I think the Larks have certainly won the hitting battle over this series, but not by a ton. They've hit for more power, but Express have shown they can hit. It's, it's been the walks from the pitching standpoint is on the 2-2. Slider is swinging a miss, and down on strikes goes McBride. There's Jacob Rogers standing in from the right side, the BYU first baseman. Over two tonight, RBI ground out. He reached on an error in the fourth and scored. And he also walked in this game. Express pitchers have walked nine batters in this ball game thus far, only struck out five. Setting the fastball home, gets away from Krajewski. You wonder if that crossed him up. I think that'll go down as a pass ball in the end. And the runners will advance. 
So a pass ball to advance the runners. Uh, again, looked like Krajewski was setting up outside, and then it kind of came inside on him. And now the infield going to come in in a four-run game in the bottom of the fifth with runners at second and third and one out. Good hitter in Rogers here. He's got some pop, so he likely if it's on the ground on the infield, it's going to be hit on a line. The 1-0 from Harold is a, another breaking ball that misses low, and it's 2-0. Twins with a come-from-behind victory tonight. Down early, and then a tie ball game. Eddie Rosario getting a two-run single in the ninth to win it down in Tampa Bay after they got routed 14-3 last night. Slider going to be chopped toward Lopez. That's over his head, but foul. And it's 2-1. and one. As I look at the box score, it takes away my overall uh, score page. We'll get back to it here in a second, give you an update on the crew as well. And it was a 9-4 win for the Pirates tonight against Milwaukee. Cubs and Cardinals down in St. Louis tonight, tied at one at the top of the seventh. Here's Harold coming home. A pop-up down the right field line. Again, that wind's going to push it toward getting out of play, and it will get out of play it's by a few feet. And a count now two and two. Fans, just a reminder to watch out for foul balls. And that message brought to you by Jermola's Canole. And Again, we encourage you to go into Woodman's in Altoona. Just get signed up for that Woodman's home run inning. Again, when the Express are at home and they hit a home run in the sixth inning. If you're the entrant for that night, you win a $100 gift card to Woodman's in Altoona. So we highly encourage you to go to do that. Get signed up. Start it tomorrow night. Fastball from Harold just misses the outside corner. And the count is now full. Base is open at first with runners at second and third. But again, got to get an out here and try to limit the Larks. To get this out, your infield can go back to normal depth. I'm sure the middle would if he walks the batter, but still, I need the out here. Here's the 3-2 from Harold. Breaking ball, swung on and missed. Down on strike, swinging is Jacob Rogers. And has that feeling a little bit of feast or famine with Nick Harold. It's either been a walk or a strikeout. And now the Texas A&M designated hitter, Cole Taylor, will step in. With two out and two on for Bismarck, trying to answer back the Express's two-run fifth. This is one, you know, I think I've made the reference in the past. It's like you're playing a game of horse. And when you win the game, well, they make you verify that you won. You make you make the shot a second time. And that's kind of what the Express are trying to do here. They're trying to, after they score some runs, they're trying to verify it. They're trying to hold the Larks from answering because the Larks have had the answer every time the Express have scored in this series, it seems like. First pitch is in for a strike and an off-speed pitch at the knees. Now a fastball a little tight, almost hit Taylor. And it's one and one. 8-4 Larks, bottom of the fifth. Express trying to stay within four, heading to the sixth inning. After putting up two runs in the fourth and two in the fifth, to try to get back into this one. 1-1 one, one, on the way home is an off-speed pitch low. Count now 2-1. And one. And the Express, one of three teams in the Great Plains East Division who have started the season 0-3. Lacrosse. And Thunder Bay have done so as well. 2-1 is a slider that's fouled straight back into the net. We'd have had a shot at it without a net there. Up in the press box here that's covered by the net and a roof above us. Believe the only press boxes left in the Great Plains division that uh, are not protected by the net that are up top above the roof of the grandstand are both in Thunder Bay and in Eau Claire. Bird's eye seat. 
2-2 on the way from Harold. A high fastball that he almost got him to offer at. But now the count is full, so Harold has uh, gone deep into counts, but he's gotten some good results. Can he do it here against the left-handed batting Taylor? Taylor has taken these hitter type of pitches and he's parked them. This series, a 3-2, here it is. That one just misses low and away. And I'll tell you what, if Krajewski had squeezed that one, I bet you he's got strike three. Instead, it bounced off his glove. I thought he had the low outside corner, and so did Nick Harrell. And again, that's one of those where your catcher's got to help you out to be able to get that strike called on that lower outside corner. So Cole Taylor walks for the second time tonight. And now A.J. Filippo, who's reached twice on two errors by Matt Burton on that right side, will step in from the left side against Harold, and he'll take a fastball just a bit high, maybe a little outside. At 83 miles an hour, and it's 1-0. Ball, or bases loaded, excuse me. For the Larks, 8-4 Bismarck here in the bottom of the fifth. Harold comes home, that's right down the middle on a slider, and it's 1-1. One one. Those 50-50 tickets are $1 for a ticket or $10 for an arm's length. This just feels like a big moment in the game for the Express to have a shot tonight. Got to get an out here. The 1-1 from Harold. Another slider hit down the right field line. That one is hooking. Will it stay fair? It will. It'll be extra bases and multiple runs to the score. Will it clear the bases? It will. Digging for third on the play and getting a three-run triple with the bases loaded is A.J. Filippo, And it's 11-4 in favor of the Larks. Again, it's one of those pitches where you sit there and you say, okay, you put yourself in a position where now you have to throw a strike if you're Nick Harold, and he put one right down the middle. And A.J. Filippo was sitting on it. He gets the second triple of the season for the Larks. And that one is going to sting. Connor Tomasic now stands in and fouls back the first pitch he sees. And so again, every time the Express looked like they got the offense going, it's a offensive burst from the Larks. And sadly, Colt Mink can't pitch tonight because he's been easily in these four games, I think, the pitcher who has pitched the best. Last night, gave up three runs and five innings pitched. But I thought pitched really effectively, got some big strikeouts and key moments, and that's what you needed there from Nick Carroll, and he just didn't get it. Quickly an 0-2 count here on Tomasic. And again, a, a game, you look at the scoreline, it tells you everything. 11-4 Bismarck, but the Express are out hitting them 6-5. And the Express committing three errors as well. 0-2 is a check swing. I think he might have gone. They got to appeal this one. Well, they say no. Could have got the Express out of the inning. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Instead, it didn't. And the inning continues on a 1-2 count. Here to Tomasi. Well, it feels like every inning, too, it's seven batters, eight batters. 
Just can't have that quick inning. And that time he did go around on a three-quarter swing. And that's the end of the inning. So Harold rocks back and he strikes out three in the inning, but he gives up three as well. And it's an 11-4 Larks lead heading to the sixth after this on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back in to Bismarck as a foul ball off the bat of Reed Bass leading off this top of the sixth inning. Three more runs up for the Larks in the bottom half of the fifth. Now an 11-4 lead over Eau Claire. And there's a little flare into shallow left. That ball will get down in front of A.J. Filippo. And a little bloop single into left from Garrett Bass. So he has two base hits now after a single into center. And now the Express have a base runner to lead off the sixth. So the Express getting some offense. Again, they've done enough. I tell you what, if this was the start to last season with the kind of pitching the Express had early, they'd probably be leaving Bismarck 3-1. and one. I mean, they pitched so well early on but couldn't get any hitting. It's been absolutely reversed. They've hit pretty well in this series. Well enough, at least, I think, to get a win or two. But the pitching just hasn't been there to help him out as a fastball almost hits him in the knee to Sam Conley. From Gavin Rogers. Rogers on 75 pitches entering the inning. And for the second time in this game, an express pitcher throws 34 pitches in an inning and can come out again. There goes Bass. He's going to get down to second, I believe. Yeah, he does. He slid in, and uh, again, he had such a good jump. But it was a really solid throw from Patrick Arndt that made that play pretty close. I thought with as big of a jump that he got, he was going to get the stolen base easily. But it wasn't an easy one by any means. But it is still a Chippewa Valley Energy stolen base. And once again, another $10 being donated to a local 4-H club from Chippewa Valley Energy. Breaking pitch there that never broke and almost hit Conley again. And it's 3-0. I like to see Conley up there dodging those pitches. He wants to be up there hitting. He had an RBI single into right center his last time up. Got a chance to do that again here. 3-0 on the way to Conley. Misses outside and he walks. And Conley, a guy, again, Conley is on a temp contract. But, you know, if the right things happen, the way he works, I don't know if he has any sort of limitation. He can't be in Eau Claire the whole summer. But he'd be a guy I'd love to see on this team full-time because he... He works his butt off. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to say it. And you just watch him walk there and, you know, in a game the Express are down by seven, just hustled down to first base. Number 30, he's the man. And if he plays tomorrow night, folks, and the kids are out watching, he's the guy to watch because he works his butt off. You know, the guy I can remember, and there's been a lot of guys who've done that over the years, don't get me wrong. I remember my first season calling for the Express back in 2014. Drew Turbin was a guy from uh, Dallas Baptist. Swing and a miss here. No, a foul ball. Just got a piece of it. Did Adam Krajewski. But Drew Turbin, he's one of my favorite players over the years for Eau Claire. And you talk about a guy who never took a playoff, always hustled out to his position, always ran down first, regardless of whether he hit a weak, easy ground ball for an out or, you know, hit a triple. He was a fun player to watch. As there's a roller down third base, that's going to be fair, and that's going to be a run easily here for the Express. Bass comes home to score, and Conley had to hold up as that throw would have been a pretty easy one for Filippo to make into third to get him out. So because of where that was hit, he couldn't get to third base, but in the end, it's a run for the Express. Adam Krajewski with an RBI here, so two base hits and a walk, and the Express get another run again here in the sixth inning. Well, Dan Price and I have continued our jinx of the Dominoes winning inning. And there's a grounder up the middle, could be two. Took a weird hop there on Gregory. He'll flip to second. Weesty covering for an out. 
on the force on Krajewski. To third goes Conley. Lehman will be safe at first base. So one out now on a fielder's choice, six to four for those who score. And now Matt Verdon steps in with runners at the corners and one out. But now we've seen runs in the fourth, fifth, and sixth. And what inning did we pick for the Dominoes winning inning? But the third, so just the way it works out sometimes. Maybe we just won't pick Domino's winning innings anymore. We'll just talk about Domino's a lot so that we don't jinx the express. Runner goes right away. Matt Burden grounds it up the middle. A run's going to score here. Safe at second base is Lehman, and Burden is put out, but a run will come home to score. He'll get an RBI out of it. Now the shortstop Lehman into second. Conley comes in to score, and another two spot for the express. So make it 11 to 6 now, Bismarck leads. A, again, a six to four put out for the out. And first pitch in toward the leadoff man, Sam Stotskis, who's 0 for 3 tonight as a strike on the inside corner. And it's 0 and 1. So a lot of action here in the inning. Two hits, two runs in. Express now with eight hits in the game, but still down by five. They've still stayed close enough to the Larks, where this game is certainly not over. Even though the Larks have scored in double digits in all four games in this opening series. And it's quickly an 0-2 count now on Stotskis as he sung through the 0-1. 0-2 on the way is another swing and a miss. Drop third strike. The throw down from Art will be in plenty of time and right on the money, and that's the end of the inning. So two more runs come home on two hits. One man stranded and no errors in the inning. So after five and a half, it's now 11-6. Bismarck leads, and we'll come back at the bottom of the six. Try to put a zero on the board for the Larks after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, welcome back in here to Bismarck. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning. The Express have twos all across the last three innings. Two in the fourth, two in the fifth, two in the sixth. Sadly for the Express, though, the Larks have put up two in the fourth and two in, uh, three in the fifth, rather, to maintain an 11-6 lead over the Express. Again, the other part of that, too, that six-run second as a new pitcher in for the Express. It's Reese Fink who delivers a strike after delivering a little high into Clay Wiesty, the number eight batter. And it's a 1-1 count to him. Reese Fink pitched on opening night and had a night he'd uh, like to put behind him as quickly as possible as he delivers a fastball in that's lined into right and that one will get down and might get past and does get past Garrett Lake. In towards second, here comes the throw from Lake back toward the infield. It will not be in time to get him at third. And he stayed on the bag and another triple. So two triples in the ball game. And uh, again, two triples and three at bats here for Bismarck. Where AJ Filippo had a bases clearing, bases loaded triple in the fifth. And now here in the sixth, a leadoff triple for Clay Wiesty into right center field. Patrick Art will step in. 0 for 3 tonight. And now the Express try to pitch around a leadoff walk as Reese Fink delivers a fastball low. And the count 1 and 0. So Nick Harold's night done, an inning and two thirds, a hit. Three runs, all were earned on three walks and four strikeouts. Fastball runs inside and hits Fink. Patrick aren't taking some uh, exception to that, but that's uh, unfortunately for the Express kind of been the way it's gone. And uh, again, with some of the control issues that the Express pitchers have had, it's one of those where you say, well, it's not... Um, it's not unexpected and it's not intentional by any means. 
Reese Fink on opening night pitched an inning and a third, and he was part of the inning that gave up 10 runs in the eighth to Bismarck. He walked three, struck out two, and faced 13 batters. And hit by pitch was an issue. He hit three batters that night as he will catch the, catch the corner on the outside to leadoff man Zach Gregory in a 0 on one So now up to four hit batters already. And 14 batters face this season. And Zach Gregory, who's also been hit by a pitch tonight, walked a couple times. Really, it's only 0 for 1, but he's got two runs scored, and he'll check back at first. Big secondary by Clay Wiesty over at third. As they did a couple of seasons ago in the major leagues, they eliminated the third to first pickoff move in the Northwoods League. You can't do that anymore. So he only can go to first, or he can throw to third, I suppose, if he wants. But of course, Lopez not covering. So runners at the corners, nobody out. 11 to 6 Bismarck, bottom of the sixth. And a fastball swung on and missed here by Gregory, and it's 0 and 2. Gregory has been able to reach plenty of times without really needing to swing the bat. And again, like I said, he's the six official at bats on, pardon me, seven official at bats on the season. But he's had 20 plate appearances, so it tells you where he's at as that fastball runs inside from Fink. And Fink, you can tell there's some frustration out there. He's looks like he's kind of working through his mechanics, maybe trying to get back what he's had at his college season. He's Fink a righty for the Express out of Illinois Springfield. Fink stands at 6'1", 205 at a freshman for the Express. And trying to find the out pitch here. One, two count. Don't want to lay one over the middle. And he put one right at the high outside edge of the zone and couldn't get the call. That's two and two. If you're out there tonight, you can send us an email, ecexpressradio at gmail.com, and let everybody know you're out there listening. We'll let them know. You're on Classic Rock 92-1 tonight. Nobody out 2-2. The set and the delivery home is a fastball high. And again, you're looking for a pitcher who's going to throw strikes. And the Express now have been through, I think, every pitcher who is on the roster at this point in this series. Or at least, I shouldn't say on the roster, who's uh, on the trip. So we've seen everybody. Now the question is, can you improve from what you did the last time out? 3-2 is pop foul out of play. Much better pitch from Fink there. Looked like that was near the bottom side of the zone. And the unfortunate part for the Express tonight, you look at it, I mean, they scored six runs. There's only six earned runs for Bismarck this evening. So minus the errors, the Express would be right there. But again, now Ayers coming back to hurt as well. So there's a lot of things as the 3-2 misses outside. Bounces away from Krajewski. Nobody's covering. Wow. Fink falling asleep on the bait or on the mound. And a heads-up base running play from Wiesty. But that's a, a mental error that you just can't have when you're trying to make a comeback. And Fink, you know, he's, he's upset that he just walked a guy. So he kind of looked back toward center field. And while that happened, as that ball bounced off of Krajewski's glove. Weesey comes home to score. And I think unfortunately that's going to get credited as a pass ball because it popped off the glove. Might, might have gone down as a wild pitch. And 
Yeah, it was in fact scored as a wild pitch, so it doesn't really hurt Krajewski's numbers, but one of those where you really can't fault Krajewski. I mean, he probably should have made the play as that fastball somehow misses outside, 2-0. Fink throws hard. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He's been high 80s in both of his appearances. But it's uh, throwing hard without any control at the moment, and he misses high and away again. And the count now 3-0. So now 12 to 6. Larks will, uh, I'm sure, have the record for most runs after four games after this. Is that a strike down the middle and a throw back to second? Nice play by Stanskis to cover. Good idea from Krajewski trying to get Art leaning out there at second base. A pretty close play in the end, but Art does get back in safely. It's 3 and 1 now to Wyatt Ulrich at the plate. Runners at first and second, still nobody out. Fink. Comes home and Ulrich pops it foul and out of play and the count now full. So good job by Fink to fight back in the count. It's one of those things too where you got some young guys out there. These are all freshmen, sophomores in college, 18, 19, 20 years old. It's good to face some adversities. The 3-2 misses high and he walks him. And, you know, points in your life you're going to face adversity and the question is how you handle it. And you may not handle it well now, but it gives you experience going into the future. I remember as the bases are now loaded with nobody out, I remember talking to Dale Varsho before the championship series in 2016, and Dale Varsho is going to come out there to talk to Reese Fink, try to settle him down. I remember talking to him before, and, and I said, hey, this is exciting, right? We're, you know, the team's in the championship series. This is really fun. And he goes, you know, the, the, the best part of the championship series in the Northwoods League is that now these guys get a new experience. Playing in the Northwoods League, playing and, and getting to, to hit with wood bats and they get to play against the best players in college this summer, those kind of things, those are all great experiences. But you get to the championship series, now you get the experience of playing in a championship setting. And some of, a lot of guys have that experience maybe from high school, but you know, not all the guys on these teams have that experience in college and maybe even from Little League teams. A lot of guys haven't experienced that. So it's all about trying to get that adversity. What do you do when you're in that situation? How does your body react? All that sort of thing. And for these guys, you know, they're playing in the Northwoods League, you're playing in front of 1,800 people, something like that, on the road, hostile environment. And the question is, how does your body react? What are you gonna do? And so that's part of it for Fink right now. He's trying to figure out, how do I keep my pitching mechanics while still dealing with nerves and still dealing with the situation? And now Dale Varsho meeting over and trying to settle him down. He threw a pretty good pitch just off the outside corner for a ball. 1-0 the count here to Ronnie McBride. Bases loaded, nobody out. And this one misses and gets away from Krajewski. Here comes a runner toward home, and he flips it underhand. Boy, if he threw that overhand, he might have had a shot. And again, Fink was a little bit slow getting the home plate. But man, I thought that they would have had a shot to get Arn. Well, the way that ball bounced back off the backstop. This run comes home. It's 13 to 6. Gregory advances to third. Ulrich to second on the wild pitch. And this is at the moment, outside of the leadoff triple, it's a situation of Reese Fink's own doing right now. 2-0, almost hit him. And count now 3-0. So I'd like to see Reese Fink. He's going to get a chance to sit down with Vic Cable this next week and start working on some things because he needs to 
Hit some balls across the plate. That one in for a strike three and one. Express. Again, we are, I've said the last few nights, we are blocked off from the bullpen of the Express here in the press box. So not sure if they have somebody warming up or not. Fastball missing high and in. And another walk. Fans, that was a drill brought to you so, by well, they the called a hit by pitch Parker here over the PA. I didn't see that call. It looked like just a walk. And now Jacob Rogers stands in. Three walks, a hit by pitch, and a triple. 13 to 6. Clark's lead. Two runs here in this bottom of the sixth inning. Fink coming home, and he hits him. And Fink, he's just all over right now. I mean, it's it's nothing intentional. You can just tell that his delivery and his mechanics are just all over the place at the moment. But again, you see the velocity. You know, he reminds me a little bit of how Isaiah Davis started off the season last year out of Fresno State, a guy who could throw low to mid-90s, but he just didn't have the control. And so... You know, he worked with Vic Cable a lot over the summer about where his release point was and how he was finishing and all that kind of thing. And by the end of the season, he was throwing strikes. I mean, he was you could tell the improvement. And you hope that Reese Fink, by the end of the season, is going to make that kind of improvement as well. So Reese Gregory comes home to score. Pardon me, Zach Gregory comes home to score. Ulrich to third. McBride to second, Rogers to first, and the Express will have a new pitcher. We'll tell you about him after the break and a 14-6 Bismarck lead after this on your home for Express Baseball. Now, welcome back in here to Bismarck and some changes being made here by Dale Varsho as the third baseman, Nick Lopez, is going to come in and throw for the Express. And a 14-6 Bismarck lead in the bottom of the sixth inning and some defensive changes to let you know of. So Reese Fink out of the game, and this is what it's going to look like now for the Express. Garrett Lake moves from right to left. Avery Lehman stays in center field. Reed Bass comes in from the DH spot. He'll now play in right field. At third base, Troy Bilesmith, he moves in from left to play third to take over for Lopez. Still Stotskis at short, Verdon at second, Conley at first, and Krajewski behind the plate. So that should be the new defensive alignment for the Express with Lopez into the game to pitch. And I'm sure if Lopez gets into trouble, you've got Verdon and you have Lake who can pitch as well. So um, we saw Bilesmith pitch the opening night. Well, pardon me, was it uh, night two of this series? So... Uh, there's some options out there for the Express to go to. We'll see how Lopez does pitching. I know he wanted to pitch. And uh, unfortunately, the Express are in a situation where they kind of have to have him pitch. Or they're uh, able to have him pitch down by eight. Fastball high and away, and it's 1-0. and And so right now, you just want somebody who's going to throw some strikes. I'm sure Lopez, again, who's in a, likely hasn't pitched since high school, is... He's going to try to get these over for some strikes. Cole Taylor at the plate. Bases loaded for the Lark still with nobody out. And a swing and a miss. That's a good pitch at 85. I can remember a couple seasons ago for the Express. If you remember the star shortstop the Express had in Justin Evans out of Columbia State down in Georgia. Or is it Columbus State? It might have been Columbus State. That's Columbus State. Swing and a miss there. He came in, you know, he, he, he's, he was an amazing glove at shortstop. He was hitting the ball well, all that. He wanted to pitch, and his first pitch on the mound, I believe it was in Waterloo, clocked in at something like 92 or 93, and you know, what can't this guy do as Lopez delivers another strike? Oh, that one, 88 miles an hour, and it's foul back, one and two. 
So he's got some good velo here to Lopez from third. And again, Lopez is going to be a feature, hopefully, all season long for the Express. And a fun player to watch as well. I think another guy that you'll want to come out for. Goes from the windup here, and the 1-2 is swung on and missed. He strikes out Taylor, the first out of the inning. So at the moment, Reese Fink officially uh, a no-inning pitch mark, the 0.0 for him. He didn't record an out. In a total of six batters face, gave up a hit. He hit two batters. He walked three, no strikeouts, and he has the responsibility of all three runners on, and he's given up three. So 14 to six here, Bismarck and Lopez trying to limit the damage. One down, the bases remain loaded, missing low and in toward the left-handed batting AJ Filippo. Had that bases loaded, bases clearing triple down the right field line an inning ago. Likely looking to do the same thing here. The 1-0 from Lopez swung on a miss. Good job staying outside. And that's had some good arm side movement on it. Kind of tailed away from the left-handed batting A.J. Filippo. Decent spin rate there on the fastball. That's all you want is a guy who can throw a fastball with a little bit of movement, not just a straight fastball. He can throw it for strikes. There's a ball popped into foul territory, and he'll get out of play. Bilesmith chasing it over toward the fence. And that'll land on one of these. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On your legal issues. Seat back areas. The box seats here. And at Bismarck Municipal Ballpark. Talked all night about the great tradition here of baseball in Bismarck. Third season in the Northwoods League. Won the first half of the North Division last year. One twos fouled away. Got to the playoffs in just their second year of existence. Pretty impressive for Sean Ripe. Well, Mike Carlson, our bus driver, was actually chatting uh, with his family last night. Talked about all the places that Sean Ripe had moved and all the different managing positions he got to. That one's going to hit off the foot of Lopez, pop off the bag at second. Now this coming home, the throw toward home will not be in time. And in there safely two runs. Ulrich scores and McBride scores on a ball that... It hit the cleat of Lopez, popped into the air, and it was a tough play for Stanskis or Burton, whoever wanted it behind second base. Bobbled a bit. It'd be a tough play to give an error on. I think you'd just likely call a hit and give the runs there, too, because of that deflection. There was a bobble by Stanskis before he threw home, but everybody was safe at that point. So, again, I like unlikely that that will be charged in error and just be an infield single. For Filippo. And uh, not a lot you can do there. That one just bounced off the foot of Lopez into the air and a, a bad bounce at 16 to 6. Bismarck as two runs come home to score. So Ulrich and McBride are in as there's a foul ball. Yeah, base hit was, well, hasn't been credited yet. At least on the scoreboard, anyway. It has been scored in our system. 
Lopez can't find the zone there. It looked like a pretty good pitch in the lower outside corner to Connor Komasek. You, know, you don't want to, again, count the Express out at this point, but there is an eight-hour bus ride coming up, and it's a 10-run lead for the Larks. We're just going to say that, and I'm going to leave it there, and you can do what you want with it. There's a fastball called for a strike, and it's one and two. So again, it's seven hits now for the Larks, eight for the Express. Three errors by Eau Claire. And the delivery home from Lopez. Off-speed pitch. Bottom kind of dropped out of that one. And holding the swing was Tomasic. Count two and two. One down. Larks hit first and second. Lopez with the chest high set. The 2-2 is a fastball high and tight. Check swing there, looked like he held up to Tomasic. It's three and two. Now throw a strike here if you're Lopez. 16 to six, Bismarck. Bottom of the sixth. Fastball swung on a miss. He did throw a strike and then it was swing right through it. So down on strikes he goes and there's two away. And for I think it's the hundredth time now, the Larks have batted through the lineup in this series. Keep having to move the columns over in the scorebook. It's getting old. The unfortunate part is it's going to be interesting to watch these two teams play at the end of August, or in the, uh, I should say, the end of the season in early August, because they're going to be very different. And wouldn't be surprised if we have some closer games and hopefully some wins for the Express. And the Larks come to town for four games uh, the final week of the season. First pitch in for a strike from Lopez into Wiesty. Set in the 0-1. On grounded right side, should be playable for Verdon. Going to flip it on to Stanskis covering at second, and that's the hey, inning. So a five spot put up by the Larks in the bottom of the sixth at 16-6. Larks lead back with the seventh after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, back in here in Bismarck to the top of the seventh we go. It's 16 to six. Larks with the lead now over Eau Claire. A five spot put up in the bottom of the sixth. That's in addition to a six run output in the second, two in the fourth, two in the fifth. Pardon me, three in the fifth from the Larks. Expressive scored in three consecutive innings, two in the fourth, two in the fifth, two in the sixth. And they'll look to do the same here against Gavin Rogers, who stays in. And there's a hard grounder down the third baseline foul from Troy Bilesmith. Number two batter in the lineup, then Nick Lopez, then Garrett Lake. The Express have the DH off right now as Reed Bass has come in to play right field. So no more DH for Eau Claire. 0-1 is rolled to the third base side. On the run, Tomasic. He has to set himself to throw, and that took too much time. And that ball gets away, and it looks like Bilesmith will just stay at first base. It actually hit him in the leg on the way through. If it didn't, he probably had a chance to turn and go to second. Instead, it'll go down as an infield single. And that play over toward first. And Tomasic, I think his momentum just took him into a position where he really couldn't make that throw in time. Now here comes Garrett Lake, who had an, or pardon me, uh, Nick Lopez, rather, who had an RBI single his last time up. Pretty hard hit ball into right. He will foul this one away left side out of play. That's 0-1. And again, we're in a situation. The Express scored eight runs last night. Eight runs should win you a ball game in this league. 
And to be perfectly honest, six runs will win you a lot of ball games too. But again, the pitching just has not been there for the Express in this series as Bilesmith takes off. Here comes the throw down to second base, not in time, and it's another Chippewa Valley Energy stolen base for the Express and another $10 being donated to a local 4-H group by Chippewa Valley Energy. Get more from your propane and fuel supplier this year when you make the switch to Chippewa Valley Energy. Again, they are your energy choice. Made easy. Stolen base for Bilesmith. Lopez is going to hit this one high, pretty deep into center. Ulrich is back, and he has a beat on it. He'll get under it, make the catch. Tagging from second and into third safely is Bilesmith. So that stolen base certainly helping to get him into now 90 feet away from scoring. Lopez with the fly out to center. And again, the wind has calmed down quite a bit from where it was at the beginning of the night, but still takes a lot to get it out this evening going that way. So Lopez retired. Comes Garrett Lake, who's had a bit of a struggle tonight, 0 for 3 with a couple strikeouts. He'll hit this one high in the air to left. That should be deep enough to score Bilesmith. Filippo is under it. The tag from third. Here comes the throw, and it will not be in time. Bile Smith scores, and again, some good base running there to produce a run at 16-7 in the Express Trail. And again, for the fourth straight inning, the Express have put a crooked number on the scoreboard. So great job there by Bile Smith to work himself around. Garrett Lake gets himself an RBI, his second of the season on the sack fly. And now... Bass at the plate, and Reed Bass will swing through the first pitch this he sees. Is the designated hitter number 22 from and it's 0-1-1. As you mentioned before, the designated hitter now off, so he is the right fielder as Bass. Kyle Smith is now the third baseman. Lopez the pitcher. That's probably going to change again. Check swing, did he go? I don't think so. And no, he did not. One and two. And again, the score lines have been heavily tilted toward Bismarck as Bass follows that one away. But one of those nights, back the second night of the season, or pardon me, the opening night of the season, Express were just one down in the hit column, seven to six. And tonight they lead in hits nine to seven. Gavin Rogers gets his 100th pitch. He'll get a nice ovation for that. As I mentioned on opening night, fans never knowing what to do when that announcement comes over. But I think 100, 100 pitch is a good one to clap for. It means you've achieved something. You've been in the game for a while, which means you haven't, you've probably pitched pretty well. Breaking ball misses low. Three and two now the count here to Bass. Two down, nobody on. And he will hit this one hard on a one hopper to short. Gregory fields it down to his left, makes a strong throw to first, and that's the end. Express get a run around and cut into the lead and make it a nine-run lead now for the Lark, 16-7, as we head to the bottom of the seventh after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, the night done for Gavin Rogers. He pitches seven innings tonight for the Bismarck. Larks gives up seven runs on nine hits, two walks, and six strikeouts and 103 pitches. And a seven spot up from a starting pitcher. That's usually not a very good outing, but the Larks have given him 16 runs of support. It's 16 to seven, Bismarck with the lead. I was talking with Dan Price, our producer before the studio. He grabbed a really good stat. The most runs the Express allowed in a game last season was 13. And this season has started off with four straight games over 13 runs allowed in every game. So again, it tells you the 
issues that the Express have had with pitching in these four games. And again, it'll be not only a bunch of position players that will be making their way to Eau Claire and playing tomorrow, as this one's popped up, foul back and out of play, and it will land almost as a souvenir. So it'll get out of play. And it'll, that fact, it'll roll off the netting and back uh, onto the field to play. And Max Steiner is going to go and uh, go play ball boy duties there. Played umpire. 1 1 the count. So it'll be pitchers as well who'll be reporting to Eau Claire tomorrow. Pop foul out of play, 1 and 2. I would hope. That was a hard with Sean the coach of the Larks, said, hey, how about we uh, swing at some pitches now as we're past the 10 o'clock hour. It's Classic Rock 921 FM, WMEQ, Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, rock921.com and IR Radio. And Patrick Arndt's been pretty apt to swing here tonight. 0 for 3 with a hit-by-pitch and a run scored. Nick Lopez on the mound right now, and... Uh, Again, knew that he was an option, and with the game as lopsided as it is, getting the chance to pitch. Breaking ball in the dirt, now two and two. And I think it's going to be a good night tomorrow on opening night, Saturday night. Have the Mayo Clinic strike out stroke night. This ball missing low. As well as post-game fireworks, magnetic schedule giveaway, all the good stuff you get on opening night. Should be a great crowd on hand as well for Saturday night. Post-game fireworks certainly will help with that. There's a broken bat liner that's going to fall softly in the left field. Garrett Lake up with it. And a broken bat single, and that's the first hit in the career of Patrick Arndt here for the Larks. And now back to the top of the lineup with Zach Gregory. So with all those reinforcements, more pitchers, more field players, and some pretty good talent coming in as well. I think that uh, tomorrow night against the Huskies is going to go a little different than uh, these first four games have gone for the Express and Bismarck. I talked about, you know, it's not that dissimilar from what we saw the Express go through in two games up here in Bismarck to start off the season a couple of years ago in the first series ever for Bismarck. And that was a series where... I kid you not, the Express brought only 13 players with because that's the number of players who can get here. And when your season starts the day after Memorial Day, again, not everybody's out of school yet. I mean, you look at UW-Eau Claire, the finals week and graduation just happened this past Saturday. So a lot of schools and you know sometimes suffer from that as there's a fastball for a strike from Lopez. Look at a school like Cal Poly, they're on the quarter system. And they don't get done with that final quarter until I believe it's the second week, the first or second week of June. So, you know, some schools, it, you just can't get players here early. And so you, you get who you can get. This one is hit high and pretty deep into center. Lehman is back and he is around it, makes the catch. And there's one away here in the seventh inning. Patrick Hart will retreat back to first base. Now, up to the center fielder from St. John's. So you do what you can, and, and again, it, it's tough. It depends on how you recruit. And Dale Varsho has some really good talent coming, but they're coming from schools that are either still in the NCAA tournament or classes still going on, whatever it might be. And I, I talked with him a little bit. I go, sometimes you can recruit too well, and you get guys who are on really good teams, and they can't get here for a while. Sometimes you can recruit too well. You get guys who get drafted. 
As there's a high fly into right from Wyatt Ulrich. Should be playable for Bass in right field now. And he'll make the grab one-handed, moving to his right towards shallow right center. And there's two away. It's kind of interesting to have that conversation. He goes, you got to find that happy medium. And, you know, Dale Varshow's a guy who does it a particular way in terms of recruiting. And I think what I'd say is the right way. He gets guys who want to come, want to play, want to improve their game. And not a guy who's going to keep guys here longer than they have to be, or longer than they can be sometimes, which certainly is, uh, again, something that you don't want to have happen. But I'm sure a lot of guys feel, you know, that they have to stay when maybe they need to get back for classes or orientations or whatever it might be. 1-0 from Lopez is grounded up the middle, and that's going to get through for a base hit past Stanskis, who Again, was playing in a normal position, but it was just hit kind of where he wasn't. Gets through on a roller towards center uh, for Ronnie McBride. And now Jacob Rogers has runners at first and second. Two down and a 16-7 Larks lead in the bottom of the seventh inning. So again, you don't throw these stats out by any means, but it's going to be a very different look, a very different team tomorrow night at Carson Park. Lopez delivers a fastball that's a chopped foul. The positive part, hey, I'll give Lopez credit. He's come in and he's thrown strikes. I mean, that's what I'm sure Dale Varsho asked him to do. And that's exactly what he has done. Only hiccup was a hit by pitch. He has given up. Four hits as there's a roller left side. Stanskis has it. Flip on to second base to get the out, and that's the inning. 16 to 7, Larks lead back with the eighth after this on your home for Express Baseball. We're here for the Larks as the outing comes to an end with over 100 pitches for Gavin Rogers, who mentioned his stat line in the last inning. And the new pitcher here for the Bismarck Larks up 16 to 7 on the Express going into the top of the eighth inning. Is Evan Davis, a lefty at six foot seven, 220, out of East Georgia State Community College, originally from Nashville, Tennessee. He's a sophomore there. And just a pitching change. And so it is Evan Davis now on the mound for the Bismarck Larks. Redshirt sophomore at East Georgia State College. Threw two and a third innings and gave up four earned runs, striking out six, so not a lot of uh, college stats yet to uh, pass on to you. A heck of a college, uh, or pardon me, a high school ball player. Played some basketball as well, as you might imagine, at six foot seven. And he will face Sam Conley, Adam Grajewski, and Avery Lehman to appear for the Express for in the eighth. Number 29, from East Georgia State Community College, Evan Davis. Conley's had a nice game, one for two with a walk and a RBI run scored as well. And he'll take Lowen in the dirt, one and oh. Six foot seven, anytime you get anybody who's six foot seven in the Northwoods League and there's a scout at a game, I mean, they go absolutely bananas for him. Doesn't matter if he's a pitcher or a hitter. Fastball misses low, 85. So the question will be, does Evan Davis have the control and the stuff to Turn some heads. 2-0 though to Conley. Comes home and almost hits him. 3-0. 87 miles an hour that time. Trying to remember his name. The Express had a left-handed batter. It was Mike 
Hughes, something like that a few years ago, 2015, I believe, as that fastball misses outside from a junior college. He was six foot seven, and every time we showed up to a place uh, and there was a scout there, he'd come right up to me and say, who's that player? And unfortunately, he had a, a pretty rough season. And uh, again, didn't end up coming back to play in the Northwoods League. But uh, again, some of those times, they look for a certain body type, a certain person as well. And I'm sure that six foot seven frame is going to get him some places. So Conley takes four straight balls and walks to first. And now that pitch is in the dirt, going to get away from Art. And Conley will get himself down to second base on a wild pitch. So a bit of a rough start here for Davis. Five straight balls, a wild pitch, man on at second. Here for Krajewski, who had an RBI single into left his last time up. Expressive scored in the last four innings consecutively, but still trails 16 to 7. Setting the delivery home. Fastball on the inside corner, first strike there from Evan Davis. Lopez is pitching well. I'm going to assume that Dale Varsha is going to leave him out there for the eighth inning. Try to save anybody else from having to pitch so that he can have a relatively ready-to-go bullpen tomorrow. Chopper over toward third from Krajewski. Up with it is Tomasic. He will throw to first. A little bit wide, but enough for Rodgers to stretch, make the catch. Conley has to stay at second. Yeah, 5-3 put out for those who score at home. And now Avery Lehman will step in, who's one for three tonight with a run scored. Tomorrow night, a 7.05 start will start you at 6.50 here on Classic Rock 92.1. And we will be at home, so of course you can uh, hear our broadcast on the video broadcast as well, courtesy of NorthwoodsLeague.com. If you want more about that subscription, just go to NorthwoodsLeague.com to check it out. And you can stream games from all around the league. I got the app set up on the smart TV, so it comes in in a nice uh, crisp 65 inches, which is nice. Fastball inside, did that end up hitting him? No, it just bounces away from Arndt. Again, one of those where you wonder how it didn't hit Avery Lehman. So another wild pitch gets Conley 90 feet away. And the Express try to add another run here. But they need more than that. They need to string some hits. They need to get all nine guys to the plate in this inning if they want to have a shot at coming back. Even in hits at nine here in the game, but the Express have made three errors. That's cost them as well tonight. 1-1 one, one is swung on and missed by Lehman. It's a nice pitch from Davis. And it's one and two. So Conley at third. And the one-two on the way from Davis. That one chopped down the third baseline, but foul. And toward Lehman. Avery Lehman out of St. Thomas. Mention Lehman, Krajewski. Both temp players. Matt Burden not, but he will go back to the bullpen once the Express have a full complement of field players. Pop foul out of play right side. I believe it's through the second week of the season. I don't know the official date that pitchers can play in the field. Usually it's around June 10th in that area where if you're listed as a pitcher on the roster, you can't play in the field. Now, field players can play pitcher, so you can go back that way. A 1-2 up high, and that's why a guy like Philip Sykes will pitch and he'll play outfield. Maybe. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We DH sometimes as well. So Cole Calhoun was able to do that when he played for the Express. He'd play right field for eight innings, and then he'd come in and close at the end of games as well because he had a heck of an arm. Foul ball there from Lehman. Two and two the count. One down man on at third is Conley for the Express. Here in the top of the eighth inning. Special thanks to Dan Price, our producer back in the studio as always, passing on some nuggets. Pouring over the stats earlier today. The 2-2 is swung on a miss. Lehman upset with himself that he chased a pitch out of the zone. And there's two down for Matt Verdon. Matt Verdon stands in at five foot eight. Again, mentioned chatting with him earlier today. We had he had the opening round of the NCAA tournament on in uh, the rooms that we had condensed down to so we get a later check out of the hotel today. And I was in the same room that Matt was. And he had that going while uh, the coaches had, uh, I think it was cops or something like that. Whatever that live cop show is. One misses high and away. And so he was multitasking. I'm the same way. I've got to have two, three screens going at once. You can ask my wife about that. i got to have like two baseball games going along with whatever we're watching, Bachelorette, that kind of thing on the main TV. 1-1 is pop right side foul territory, and it will hit off the netting protecting the fans down there. Kind of a off the end of the bat little pop. One and two the count. Dave DeVille, our morning show host over on Z100, is now uh, having me do Bachelorette recaps on Tuesday morning. So I got to stay up to date this summer. That's going to be it's going to be a ta tall task with all the stuff we do here for baseball, but that's the beauty of DVRs and on-demand. One-two is fouled back by Verdon. And we do it again. Fastball there. Once again, brought to you by 24-7 Telecom and West Wisconsin Telecom. Creating local fiber optic smart communities. Some of the one gigabyte fiber optic fast internet. 24-7 at West Wisconsin Telecom. Verdon pops it up on the infield. And will likely get the Larks out of this eighth inning. It's caught by the second baseman, Weston, just on the lip of the grass. And the dirt moving toward the outfield, and that's the end of the inning. So a leadoff walk does not end up hurting Davis. And the Express can't score a run, but leave a man. 16-7, to we head to the bottom of the eighth after this on your home for Express Baseball. Now back in in Bismarck, 16-7, to the Express trail the Larks. Foul ball off the bat of Cole Taylor, who leads off this eighth inning against Nick Lopez, who goes out for another inning of work here in relief tonight. Four pitchers for the Express. Nate Davis started it off. Actually, I thought pitched pretty well. Just couldn't quite find the zone of Max Steiner in this ball game. And ended up giving up eight runs, but only three were earned. He walked seven, but struck out three. Gave up four hits. Nick Harold then came in. It's pretty well. Gave up three runs in an inning and two-thirds. Popped up left side. Should be playable for either Stanskis or Bilesmith. Stanskis from short will call him off, make the catch. 
Pulls one away. And catching that one almost behind his left ear as that one came down. It wasn't uh, maybe the most fundamental way to catch it, but he caught it nonetheless. And here's A.J. DeFilippo. And Reese Fink came in and was unable to record an out in six batters' face. Gave up officially five runs on a hit. Three walks and no strikeouts. And Lopez has come in and he's pitched strikes. That's the expressive needed. Again, he's not a pitcher by trade. He's a third baseman, but an infielder that we'll see this season. You might see him play some second base as well this season, will you see from Lopez, as there's a roller to the right side. Verdon will scoop it up. His throw to first is in time. We get the out on Filippo, and there's two away. Nice play there by Verdon. Again, not a natural second baseman, but he truly looked like it on that play. Andrew Tomasic now stands in, and uh, an opportunity here for a little bit of a mini win for the Express. Lopez can give him the golden sombrero tonight. He struck out three times this evening. As Tomasic. Fireworks after the game as well. We'll have a pretty abbreviated Lakeland University post-game show because as we look at the clock, it's 10.30, and uh, the earliest we're going to roll out of here is probably around 11, 11.30, somewhere in that area. And it's an eight-hour bus ride back, so it's going to be sad, but I'm pretty sure the sun's going to be up when we roll into Eau Claire tomorrow morning. As a 1-0 from Lopez is going to be looped over right side on a hop. Conley is able to grab it and flip onto Lopez covering, and he has a nice quick 1-2-3-8 inning. The top of the ninth coming your way after this. Larks up nine on your home for Express Baseball. It is closing time in Bismarck, and the Express will be happy to close this uh, series and uh, get out of Bismarck as quickly as possible as they have uh, given up. Quite a few runs over the course of this series. 61, in fact, is the tally at the moment. And it's a 16-7 lead for the Larks here tonight over the Express. In the top of the ninth, it's the top of the lineup due up for Eau Claire with Stanskis, Bilesmith, and Lopez against the lefty and Evan Davis. So Stanskis digs in, takes a ball, 1-0. Now a fastball down the middle for a strike, 1-1. One one. Stay tuned for our Lakeland University postgame show. We'll Give you some scores from around the league. Recap tonight's game. Get you ready for tomorrow night's game as well. Duluth in town to take on the Express. As Davis misses inside. Getting away, almost hitting Stanskis. And it's 2-1. and one. Nice to have Vic Cable back in the dugout. Of course, he a teacher up at Chippewa Falls High School. And and still has those duties going as there's a liner to right center field that will get over the outstretched glove of the second baseman, Clay Wiesty, who is retreating. And a single for Sam Stanskis to lead off the ninth inning. Just to have him back and have, again, I think it's anywhere from seven in nine players or so that are going to be added to this roster tomorrow and added to this uh, group. Quite a few position players. So you're going to see a very different lineup tomorrow. Not to punish anybody or anything like that, but you got a bunch of guys here who have played four straight games, probably getting a little bit fatigued as well. So we'll give them some respite and get some of those guys in the ball game. Sanskis takes his lead at first. A fastball in the inside corner for a strike to Bilesmith. You look at it, Sam Stanskis was 0 for 4 before that single, so leadoff man not getting on is not a recipe for success. And plenty of other things that factored into it tonight as well. So that pitch misses low and in. But if the Express can't mount a comeback here, the Express will out-hit the Larks tonight. They're at the 10-9 mark at the moment. 
Stanskis takes off on the pitch from Davis. A fastball on the outside corner for a strike. And Stanskis is safe at second base. And so it's another Chippewa Valley Energy stolen base. And another $10 back to local 4-H groups. And you can get more from Propane and Fuel Supplier this year when you make the switch to Chippewa Valley Energy, your energy choice made easy. Stolen base for Stanskis. And now Bilesmith is going to flare that one into center. Ulrich coming on. He dives. Didn't make the catch. That ball is down and a base hit. Stanskis could not advance as he had to stay back to see if that ball would be caught or not. He, he really couldn't get off the bag because if it's caught, you know Ulrich's going to pop up and make the throw to first. I mean, he could really only be five feet, ten feet off the bag. You can't go halfway or a third of the way on a play like that. So a good heads-up play from Stanskis and a single for Bilesmith. And Bilesmith has a four for five night tonight. So again, he's pretty hot out there at the plate. Another guy who's hit the ball pretty hard tonight, including an RBI single at the plate. The pitcher at the moment, who's switch hitting and hitting from the right side now against the lefty Davis, and Nook Lopez. So runners at first and second, nobody out. The 1-0 into Lopez is popped up into center, should be playable for Ulrich. He's under it in very shallow center field, makes the catch, and there's one away. That's one of those where I'm sure Lopez wants to have that one back because he went out and reached for that one. It was clearly out of the zone low and just went down, popped it up. Couldn't really drive that ball. And now Garrett Lake steps in. Again, tomorrow night, 6.50, excuse me, will be on the air, pregame show. Bring it to you live from Carson Park. Fastball right down the middle for a strike into Garrett Lake. 0 for 3 with a sack fly RBI back in the 7. 16-7 Larks here in the top of the ninth inning. Express going to drop to 0-4. As they can get some hits strung together. Fastball missing low and away. Be the best start in franchise history for the Larks. They did win the first half last season by getting these kind of performances early. Again, they benefit from teams early on in the season not having everybody here and not being able to get them up to Bismarck. Fastball going to miss outside. Or pardon me, going to catch the outside corner. It's one and two. It is uh, ends up being a bit of an advantage for the Larks, that's for sure. And sadly, the Express have had to do it in two of their three years of existence. They've been the uh, team that's drawn the short straw. Two and two now the count is... Davis missed low and away. Stanskis at second, Bilesmith at first. One out. Lake at the plate. There go the runners. And a fastball misses outside. It's now full count. So I don't, ah, that's interesting. We'll see if they call that a defensive indifference or a stolen base. Yeah, they're going to go defensive indifference there. No stolen bases. Now the 3-2 on the way to Lake. Misses low and away. And a base is loaded here for the Express. Now oftentimes when a team's down by one or two, going in the ninth inning, you say bloop and a blast. It's going to take a bunch of bloops and blasts and maybe a few more walks as well. And I don't think the Larks will send anybody down to the bullpen unless Davis really gets into trouble here. I mean, he can give up three or four runs and they're still in good shape. So meeting on the mound there is Patrick Arndt had to go out and try to calm down Davis a bit. 
One down, it's the bases loaded for Eau Claire, top of the ninth. And a three-quarter swing there from Bass. And it's 0-1 on a pitch that was out of the zone, but he clearly went around. Bass is two for three tonight, couple of singles. The 0-1 is swung on and missed. That one looked like it caught the lower outside edge of the zone. Good pitch, tough pitch to hit, and Bass couldn't do it. Conley would be next, barring a double play ball here. That one is going to be blooped into center. Ulrich coming on, and he will not make the catch. The throw will come to second base. Everybody's going to be safe, and a run comes home to score. So station to station as the runners had to hold up to make sure that ball got down. Ulrich did a nice job deking everybody, but couldn't get the out at second. So run comes home. It's now 16-8, to the identical score to last night's game. Bass with another single and an RBI, so he has two tonight. And he's three for five. Yeah, I'm telling you, folks, the hitting is there. I, it, this team has done enough in two of the four games for sure to win from an offensive standpoint. As this fastball's in for a strike to Sam Conley. And I, like I've said before, it's a guy now at the blatant Sam Conley. You, you just only want good things from this kid or for this kid. He's got a big gap in right center field right now, and I'm sure he wants to flare a ball that way as he fouls off the 0-1 to make it 0-2. One down, top of the ninth, 16-8, Bismarck, bases loaded. Davis comes home, and a swing and a foul ball chopped off, I think, the ankle area, left ankle of Conley. And we'll do it again. You're playing some player there over the PA. Some uh, baby come back. That's good. Reminds me of our Yacht Rock show on our classic hit station. 98.7 The Brew. Sunday nights at 7. Yacht Rock Radio. Two-hour show. Put on by Captain Adam and the crew. 1-2 on the way to Conley. Fouls it off. Staying alive up there. Seeing the ball well from Davis, the lefty. It's my, it's my favorite uh, little sort of uh, not terribly well-known genre of music, but you know, it's that soft rock of the late 70s, early 80s. Good stuff. One down on the way to Conley, and he loses the bat, fouls it off. Boy, that's a uh, express didn't bring enough pine tar, I guess, on the uh, on the trip. Yeah, and you'll see Conley's going to go over and uh, put a little more stickum on that uh, bat. I was listening to, uh, I believe it was a radio broadcast for the Twins and Dan Gladden. Might have been the TV broadcast with uh, Justin Morneau as well, but talking about the different types of pine tar you have. They've got the spray now. They've also got that kind of resin that he's using that you see a lot of players use. And they all like different things. That different temperatures affect that as well. Let's see if you can hold on to it. Maybe park this one in right center. One, two is swung on and got a piece of it. Stay alive. Good job by Conley. He's fighting in this at bat. Good to see. Again, I, I can't imagine that the Larks will even get somebody loose until maybe a four or a five run lead if the Express can keep this thing going. 16 to eight, the score here in the top of the eighth inning. One, two on the way to Conley, and he'll miss inside. Now two and two, good eye up there. You've got Smith at third, Lake at second, Bass at first. Trying to put up a big spot here in the ninth. 2-2 on the way, misses low and in again. And the count now full, good eye up there from Conley. 
Krajewski in the on-deck circle for Eau Claire. Larks just want to get this thing out of here. They want fireworks here. 3-2 on the way to Conley, misses in. Oh, no, they called it strike three. That ball was up above the letters and looked like it was off the inside corner. And Max Steiner rung him up. Now that pitch was further out than the last two. And again, it's a backwards K on Conley and one that's a little bit rough for him there as he sends, or heads rather, to the dugout. Krajewski now at the plate and he'll ground one to the right side and that's gonna get into the glove of the second baseman. Wiesty will throw to first in time, couldn't get it through. And that's the ball game. Express had a run, but it's the same score as last night's game, 16 to eight. The Larks win. We're back with the Lakeland University post-game show after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, back in Bismarck, a trip to forget for the Eau Claire Express, 16 to eight, the win for the Larks tonight. It's identical to last night's scoreline. And again, a total of 61 runs scored by the Bismarck Larks in this series, so the Express will go back home and forget about these first four days. They'll have new players. It'll be a new start coming up on Saturday night. Tomorrow night, in fact. We're, we're only, what, an hour and 15 minutes away from uh, it being today that the Express will be playing, and they're going to be rolling in pretty early in the morning into Eau Claire. So, again, we hope that you're out tomorrow night. We'll go over and talk about that in just a moment. Let's talk about the final stats here on the Lakeland University post-game show. Once again, the Blend Ed and Blended Live Course delivery options make it easy for students to fit their classes into their work. Family or personal time. They're flexible week to week. They can access uh, that week's content. It's among the most flexible approaches in higher ed and students love it. So make sure you go check them out at lakeland.edu. Express score eight runs on 12 hits, three errors tonight. They leave eight on base. Bismarck scores 16 runs on nine hits, no errors. They leave 12 on base. The winning pitcher, Gavin Rogers, went seven innings tonight. Gave up seven runs, but again, when you're putting up 16 in a game, that'll get you a win. Evan Davis was the final pitcher. He went the final two innings and gave up a run on three hits as well. The losing pitcher for the Express was Nate Davis, three and a third innings. And he gave up eight runs, but only three of which were earned on four hits, seven walks, and three strikeouts tonight. He is now 0-1. Game took three hours and six minutes. Did not hear an official attendance yet. Again, it was 64 degrees at game time. Cool night tonight. But again, we expect a beautiful night around uh, just under 70 on uh, Saturday night around game time. Boy, it's going to be a beautiful evening. And again, it looks like there won't be any storms. Those are going to move through in the morning. And we're going to get some baseball in. We're going to get some post-game fireworks in as well. Recap the scoring again. Once again, Bismarck getting out to a big lead. They put up and uh, had 10 batters come to the plate in the second inning on Nate Davis. And that included a couple of walks, uh, some hits, an error as well. Only three runs that he gave up again were... Uh, earned and it was just another one of those nights this night a little bit of errors some issues in the field but again throwing strikes was the biggest thing and I think when the pit pitchers uh, kind of get reinforced uh, going into the next series back in Eau Claire uh, you might see some guys who are going to throw some strikes less pressure on the pitchers to throw strikes as well I think that'll be a helpful thing also the Express put up two runs in the fourth two in the fifth two in the sixth one in the seventh and one more in the ninth but that was answered with two in the fourth from Bismarck three from Bismarck in the fifth. They also had five in the sixth. So again, every time the Express looked like they were going to try to make their way back, there was an answer from the Larks, and the Express just couldn't hold them. Nick Lopez, easily the best outing of the night, pitching-wise, pitched the final three innings, gave up no runs on three hits and a couple of strikeouts, didn't walk anybody. He actually pitched pretty darn well. 
for the Express this evening. And a great game for Troy Bilesmith tonight. He went four for five with three runs scored and an RBI. A great night from him. We saw Sam Conley get an RBI tonight. Reed Bass uh, as well. And really offensively, I thought the team played really well. Eight runs again. That should win you a game. It hasn't uh, yet in a couple of games. The Express have put those runs up. So let's see if the pitching and the defense can come around in the next couple of days. Now the Wisconsin Woodchucks beat the Lakeshore Shook 16-2 tonight. Rockford beats the Pitt Spitters at Traverse City 7-2. St. Cloud gets a win over Waterloo. That drops Waterloo to 3-1 on the season. And Lacrosse beat Duluth 7-5. So Duluth gets their first loss of the season as well. Thunder Bay was unable to get a win against Rochester. They lose 3-1, so both the Border Cats and the Express will be at the bottom of the Great Plains East at 0-4 going into tomorrow's play. Madison wins 2-1 on the road at Wisconsin Rapids. The Green Bay Booyah now the win 11-4 over the Kalamazoo Growlers. The Stingers up 9-8 in the top of the ninth at last check there, and that one might not be finalized yet. Could be a final already, just not in our system. So those are some of the scores from around the Northwoods League. You can go to northwoodsleague.com to check them out. Make sure you check out our podcast channel at Eau Claire Express on the iHeartRadio app. Just download the app, search for Eau Claire Express. You can listen back to previous games. We know that Tim Ewald will be the pitcher for the Express tomorrow night uh, from Dallas Baptist. No official announcement on Duluth's starting pitcher, so we will find that out when we get back to Eau Claire. When the reinforcements arrive, the cavalry, you remember those old war movies where the guys run in and they ride in on, on horses with the, the bugles playing? That's what's going to happen tomorrow, and you're going to see some uh, folks show up, but I think you're going to see a good night for the Express tomorrow. Again, this has been the Lakeland University postgame show. We uh, hope that you tune in tomorrow night as well. 6.50, we will start. Bring your radio to the ballpark. It is Fireworks Friday. You get your magnetic schedule. It's Mayo Clinic doing the strikeout for stroke night as well. It's going to be a, a really happening place tomorrow night for opening night at Carson Park, and we certainly hope that you're there. Tickets available, EauClaireExpress.com or 715-839-7788. I want to give a special thanks to A.J. Robinson for joining me during our pregame show, and as always, a special thanks to Dan Price back in the studio as well. For everyone here on Pete Knutson, we're done with Bismarck. Let's leave. Bismarck 16, Eau Claire 8. Chris Connor, I'm rounding third and coming for home. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.